a weird week for me because this is one of the only times that the the podcast game isn't something that I streamed this week. Right, yeah. You've been playing this slowly. Well, I guess you both have slowly over the last few months. Mm-hmm. And um and I literally like like twenty minutes ago, as I'm starting to as I'm starting to set things up for the podcast, I was like, Oh my god, what did we play this week? Yeah. Like what 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 feeling. is the game? It's not Panzer Dragoon. We did that last week. Well, and I forgot to tweet about Doom. Like, usually I send a little thing out when I play. Oh, Doom. yeah, that's true. And I was like, oh, yeah, are we doing Doom? No, we did Doom before. Yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot what we were doing. Because it, it's, it's. I think this is the only time. I, the closest thing to this was Illusion of Gaia, but we didn't both play Illusion of Gaia. I played it, and then you watched, and you had played it before. Yeah, I think that's about it. But this is the first time that we've both had a game that we've worked on for like a couple of months and then recorded like at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And like, whoo, <laughs> it really kind of throws the whole it really kind of throws the whole sequence off, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It's you, you, you just forget. And then it's like, what did I did I play the game? Yeah, I definitely played this game, but it's not this last week. It's been slowly over months. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like, I don't remember the beginning of the game very well at all. Because it's, you know, I started it almost three months ago. Yeah, I started it whenever the game, like the, the at midnight of the night the game came out is when I played it the first yeah, time. Yeah, I think I, I think I played it like the day of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you did. And I did stream it for like a couple of hours. And then I was like, oh, no, you're like, I don't want to stream this. This is not stream content. That's not. And I'm really glad it's very rare that I give myself permission, so to speak to like play something off stream right because you want to you don't want the your viewers to miss out on it yeah because it like if i have a if i have a fun moment with it i'm always thinking of it like that was content ah yeah that was like yeah that was content and now there's no record of it so it was just wasted luckily (laughs) with uh with fire emblem shadow dragon and the blade of light i did not have that feeling once no, my my ne- <laughs> none of that felt like content. Not not one second of that felt like content. So, uh, yeah, no, that that Except works for... as an opening. I, I was <laughs> I was right. That was I'm glad I recorded that. Um, Hey, I'm we're doing it again. Welcome to the Retro Breakdown. It's the beginning of the podcast. It's the beginning of the podcast. I'm going to I'm trying to get better about this. I'm trying to like. I'm trying to get better about marking the beginning of the podcast with an introduction of what the podcast is and who we are. So, yeah, it's it's probably not a terrible idea to get used to doing. It's it's good. It's, you know, I mean, here's the thing. Podcasts are weird because like this isn't a radio show. If you have this podcast open, you can just look at your phone or computer or whatever listening device that you're using at the moment and you can see the name of the podcast. Right. It's yeah. right there. So like you don't really need me to remind you, but just in case, this is the retro breakdown. And we are talking about Fire Emblem. We are talking Shadow about Shadow Dragon and the Blade of Light. Not to be confused with Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon, the remake of this game on DS. Correct. That's technically a different game. Yeah. Despite I mean, also being the same game. And yeah, it, a much better game. I imagine it's got to be better. <laughs> but, uh, so I'm Dean. Um, 
but more often referred to as Time Wanderer or just TW. Just um, TW. I mean, I, I, I've sort of embraced TW. I don't really call myself TW like out loud, but like it's a lot easier to type. <laughs> it, would, it would be kind of weird, I think. The, I guess... Well, the funny thing is like you do the initial thing to save syllables, but when one of the letters is W, you don't save syllables. Yeah, then you just become W. Time, t- like time wanderer is four syllables and TW is four syllables. So you <laughs> save nothing. You actually, yeah, it's it looks better in text, though. Yes, much better in text. But that's why, like, I don't really say it out loud because it's it's actually not an abbreviation in speech. It's just it's just an abbreviation in text because English is awful. It does. Would it take longer to say time wanderer? TW. It's pretty. I feel like it's pretty close, actually. They're they're equivalent. That's what I'm saying. Like out loud, it's yeah, it really doesn't doesn't help much. It does not save you any time at all. Interesting. There is there's an obvious benefit to typing it out. You save like ten letters that way. Sure, sure. Oh, and TWs, they're they're like it's nice, nice, easy letters to hit, right? Like yeah, yeah. yeah. So hit some, like, some letters are harder to hit on the keyboard, right? <laughs> T and W are nice and easy. Also, what are we doing? Um, we're talking about <laughs> that's that's where I was about to go with this. Yes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where i was like also where what where, where is this going is where i was gonna it was uh, it was like we could have kept talking about that for 15 minutes yeah but like let's no not. let's not let's not do that Mm-mm. Mm-mm. um, um also, i stream a, I, I stream a bunch of the games that we talk about at twitch.tv slash time wanderer i would say you yeah most of them this is one of the first ones that you haven't streamed Actually, this one the first this one, I didn't stream nights the week that we did it, but I had right. streamed it in the past. Yeah, so that, well, that doesn't really count. We'll say that one. We'll put that as not streamed it because it was like <laughs> three years ago that you streamed it. It's true. It was it was a long time ago. Um, and I feel like there was one other that I didn't stream, but I but mo- for the most part, mm. I I stream the games we play. Yeah, so you should watch them. And sometimes you can, if you miss them, you can watch the videos at his YouTube channel, which you should check out. Which will have a custom URL that I can say out loud because it's pronounceable probably within like the next month. <laughs> yeah, very soon. TM. I mean, or, you know, I need like 16 more subscribers. So, hey, it's moving on up. It did, is. Did, 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 uh, people in, did more people comment on the triangle strategy out of curiosity? I have two. Different people commenting on Project Triangle Strategy. That's cool. And and neither of them are like people that I've like they're both like out of nowhere. Right, neither right, of them yeah, have commented. Just, I still think the coolest was the the dude coming into the stream from the YouTube video. I know it happens all the time when you're like have a big YouTube and stuff, but you have a pretty small YouTube right now, so it's neat. No, yeah, it's like it is definitely um my my YouTube channel is for the most part a twitch repository right yeah and i've only recently started putting effort into it like aside from that so seeing it like start to like i assumed the flow would be like the twitch audience sort of like goes to youtube to goes to youtube to like catch up on some of the stuff they missed on stream Mm -hmm. 
I figured the flow would all be from Twitch to YouTube. So seeing actually someone flow f like that found me on YouTube and flowed to the Twitch channel is like, That's I really like cool. I assumed it would happen if I kept them both up for like years, just on like law of averages. Eventually, someone would find their way there. But like for it to have happened this quickly, it's funny when when weird things like that happen. Like so when I was doing the Diablo videos, right? Um, mm -hmm. One of my friends. <laughs> Uh, he messaged me and was like, hey, dude, guess what just happened? Uh, I was like, what, what? He, he said that he was at work and somebody was talking about Diablo 3. And they're like, yeah, I was looking at this guide from Tom Day VG and he was saying <laughs> this and this. And and my buddy was like, that's you, man. I was like, holy shit, that's super weird. <laughs> so it's like some, some stranger at his work and uh, found my YouTube thing and then was telling him about my guide and i was like hey that's kind of neat <laughs> that's really cool it's like it's it's kind of like the internet celebrity version of being recognized on the street sure sure yeah right that's uh it was it was that was a fun it was a fun like moment like oh that's cool like other other i mean i i know people were watching it but it's weird to have like someone say hey i recognize that person <laughs> yeah that's very cool very very cool but yeah so um what, internet what... celebrity is a weird thing yeah, like I mean, like the concept of internet of celebrity on the internet. I mean, well, it's especially weird when you think about the the fact that so so a lot of times celebrities are vetted in in the sense that yes, they, well, they used to be not so much anymore. I felt like you know they were kind of groomed to be celebrities to a certain extent, and I don't think that's really the case anymore. Um, mm -hmm. Where where you know what what makes somebody a celebrity is it's it's so different. It, it kind of creates an almost a it's a really hard i feel like it'd be really hard to be a kid in this time or or like in your late teens early 20s or like if you're trying to figure out who you are or whatever yeah because there's all of these idealized versions of of people more so than ever but they yeah, all yeah. pretend like they're regular people <laughs> like, yeah and and it's it's a it's really strange it has to be really hard to find your footing in terms of figuring out who you um who you who you look up to right so right because right. before th there's a lot of um if you were to watch news like 30 years ago, the, the people on the TV speaking about things that they know about, even if, you know, there's things that we don't understand going on, they have, there's a certain amount of authority that goes with it because they're on the box in your room, right? Mm -hmm. And now that that those people that haven't, that don't have really the experience or the knowledge necessary to 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 share some of their opinions or views now have a platform and it, and it gives the same amount of authority because it's still coming out of that box in your living room, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting when you start thinking about the 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 repercussions of how e fame can has is is can shape uh people's thoughts and ideas and stuff. Yeah, definitely. And and I think that's like the the idea of like it's still coming out of the well I would say out of the screen because I was just saying the box in the room because it's sort of the old idea of it. Yeah. Yeah, but like, you know, it's I think you raise a good point that like when you are experiencing someone on a screen, mm -hmm. there is a certain level of, you know, there's a certain level of like unreachable authority. Yes, absolutely. That you feel they have. Yeah. Or they, but now, they, know, they must know something that you don't know or they have yeah. more information about it somehow. Because that's just, you know. Well, I mean, like, why are they there if they don't have if they're if there's not something special about them? But the thing mm -hmm. is, everyone has access to that now. Everybody right. has access to being on that screen more well, so and, than ever before. 
and more so than ever before, the the reason you're on that screen is not because you're necessarily, uh, you, it's not because you're knowledgeable about whatever it is that you're now talking about. Right. No, you <laughs> can just decide to be there. So like maybe you're good at a video game. Or you did something funny, or I don't. I don't know. You danced on TikTok or something, right? Like there's there's yeah. There's a no, million like... reasons why people would will be in a position of power, so to speak. And it's actually a lot of power that I don't think. I don't I, think the world is quite that we haven't completely grasped that, which I think right. is apparent in the yeah. last uh, couple of years, more so than ever before. Like I, I follow a dude on YouTube who became popular and gained hundreds of thousands of followers by doing covers of video game music on Kazoo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and if he said something that was politically charged or even right, like, politically it could just be an opinion about something there, there's a very high chance that people that like him will be like oh yeah i kind of like that too that's interesting yeah like, like, oh, like that's, that's cool i like you so therefore i will agree with the things that you say because yeah. you do what because you know there's a thing you do that entertains me yeah i think one of the first instances of this with the internet was actually had to do now i wasn't i didn't really read penny arcade that much but i remember mm. penny arcade mentioned some thing that they liked it was like from a small website or a small group of people selling something and they're like oh yes. we love this thing and then the next day like their website or not even crashed. the next day whenever 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 the comic went live or whenever the thing went live their website crashed and they couldn't like fulfill the orders and everything and that was they had this moment of oh 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 this we, is actually yeah. insane like look we, we wield do. significant social power i mean good lord pewdiepie got the skate to people to reprint copies of the game because he was playing it like th they were done they were i didn't know that them. i'm almost positive that that's correct i should I, I should maybe vet that but i'm pretty sure that the one of the skate games was out of print or being or like they weren't really working on it anymore they didn't care and pewdiepie played it and was getting tons and tons of views and i guess the demand for it went up now maybe maybe they didn't reprint them but maybe they maybe just the sales of them went up rather than reprinting but it's it's still like that that sort of power is is it's there and it's very it's a uh, it's impressive when yeah when wielded in good or bad ways <laughs> i mean so formerly of super best friends play um uh pat stares at is oh, a yeah, okay. uh, i've heard of that is guy. basically one of the primary reasons why yakuza is a thing in this country really Yes. Wow, and like that. quite like he was a big fan of it when it was, you know, it was I, I don't know how long ago it was. I want to look it up, but it was years and years and years ago that he played. He uh, played Yakuza four. Sure. On the uh, on the Super Best Friends play channel. Mm -hmm. And. Yeah, because they they didn't even, they weren't they brought three and four oh they had one and two for PS2 and then they had three and four uh, on PS3 and then they were kind of like yeah we're done because they didn't yeah. sell that well yeah no they like for years five was out and they just didn't localize it yeah and they it, was just, it was just it was just it was just sitting physically. in Japan and they were like nah mm -hmm. forget like forget it it's fine uh, interesting I didn't know that's part of why um. Like he has, Pat has actually talked to people at Sega who were like, yeah, it's uh, like your playthrough of. So they did Yakuza 0 seven years ago. Right. Wow. Um, December 11th, 2013. 
is when the first episode went up on the channel. Wow. Okay. Um, and that is way, way, way before this game got a, uh, got a foothold in this country. Mm-hmm. And then they played Yakuza zero when it came out a couple years later. And apparently people from Sega have specifically told him like, yeah, sales of this game increased like tenfold <laughs> around the time that your playthrough went up. Yeah, that's so like and that's the kind of that's 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 so nothing nothing uh, has ever been like that on the planet before in terms of selling, right? Like mm-hmm. it's it's nuts when you think about a person just sort of sharing their opinion about a thing and online and then causing a a game to be <laughs> like to, the to, weird to, to sell. The weird thing about it is that this is just a this is a massively scaled up version of something that has always existed. Sure. The absolutely. like you ask anyone in advertising or marketing and they will tell you like there is no there is no form of advertising that you can possibly do that is more powerful than word of mouth advertising. Yeah, from someone that just, you trust, respect, yeah. and like. <laughs> just someone that is close to you, that you actually, like, believe that you actually are having a conversation with them, and, you know, you know them and you trust them, and they're like, yeah, this thing is really good, you should try it, mm-hmm. is the strongest push to actually getting someone to buy a, buy or use or try a product. It is it is more powerful than any TV advertising, any coupons, any any other thing you can do pales in comparison to someone that, you know, and like saying, hey, I like this thing. You should try it mm-hmm. Absolutely. like that drives sales like nothing else does. So influencer marketing is just that times a billion. Yeah, I mean, that's that's why influencer people are paid so much money when they yeah. when they get those promos and stuff like to play Shadowland Legends or whatever the heck it's called. Raid, Raid Shadow Legends. Legends. Like that that game. <laughs> Literally there was a round of Cuso Grande that was sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. Like that that, that like legitimate everywhere. And they and they give people Yeah, exactly. There there's a Dota streamer who's he is he's not like a super big Dota streamer, but he was he got ten grand or something to to play the game for a couple of hours. <laughs> like mm-hmm. It's it's and and it sounds like a lot of money for him, but they didn't do that just for fun, <laughs> right? Right. Mm-hmm. So they must have the the what they what they got in return must have been higher than that. Yeah. So it's just kind of impressive when you think about it. Yeah. Sort of nuts. It's it's crazy that we're that we're like this, but at the same time, like it's cool. Like it's it it is it does certainly have problems because like you said people are not being vetted before they are given power to influence people yeah but at the same time increasingly fame is not being gatekept i was gonna say i don't think i don't think it really matters because fame as a whole is changing because uh i don't know exactly why but it's it's how how even just someone that you know a musician or something becomes famous is 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 in the same category right 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 the a lot of i guess acting is still the only thing that's sort of <laughs> like that because they have complete control over who they pick for a movie. well and because there's so much production that goes into it and everything yeah like 
you, like it's harder to do like an independent acting project. Well, and ultimately, yeah. like the people who are putting the the people who are putting the film project together or whatever it is, are like not the actors themselves. I was gonna say there's too much. There's way it it, it costs too much money to make a big movie, right? So right. they would they they need those people to be a liked by the communities that they're supposed to be supporting, which is why you'll find like that's why you'll see a company give someone the boot if enough people are like, no, we hate this person because of what they stand for. Right. But, right. Um. What's up, Chris Pratt? Yeah, he got he got did, did did he get in trouble for something? Didn't he? Um, some stuff came out that uh, some stuff came out that seemed to point to him, um, having a particular political tilt. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. And um, and it didn't go over well. Ah, okay. I know, I know the Star Wars. There's a and the Mandalorian. There one of I think the actress from that just recently got canned for her viewpoints on stuff too yeah that's a that's a way bigger one because chris pratt like didn't even really say anything there yeah, was just, just like his there was just a couple of things that came out that seemed like sort of sympathetic in a particular direction and we're like mm. Mm, okay no the mandalorian lady was like straight up like anti-semitism <laughs> right that's what i like unabashedly I... and they were like yeah no we're not okay bye so so it doesn't really matter it's if if a company will still take a stance against stuff like that, not because necessarily the company believes one way or the other, but it's not worth their bottom line to upset the people yeah. that do. <laughs> and I, I think like like that is that's kind of cool because that is a way that we, despite not really wielding any power, can mm-hmm. like actually affect social change. Yeah, it's kind of cool via via like actual free market forces. Like with the with the power that we have now, there's there's obviously the legal repercussions of like you can't say this thing or you can't be this type of awful person because laws, which would be nice. But barring that, what we have is like we our generation is like especially socially aware and conscious and we will just like not give you our money. If you if you support things that we consider harmful, mm-hmm. like we will just make it unprofitable for you to be like that. Yeah. And and it's 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 sort of now is where people are actually being able to influence uh, studios like that, that they that they previously wouldn't have had. Like they would have been like, whatever, no one has a platform to talk about this loud enough. So who cares? Right. But now right. it's way different. I mean, look at mm-hmm. Sonic, right? Like the the I don't know if they were already planning on redoing the Sonic art because it looks stupid. And then they just use that as a vehicle for press. Cause that would have been genius if that was the case. Right. Um, either, either they were one step ahead of everyone and was like, Hey, let's release this, this really hideous looking Sonics to get everyone riled up and then we'll be the heroes and fix it. Or they legitimately thought that that first round was okay. And then the internet made them change it. Right. Like that's sort of a, it's kind of crazy to think either, either way it's kind of, uh, one of those five head moments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. Right. Yep. Where it's just like, holy crap, that's that's a either really, really smart marketing, which is totally possible, or it's like, wow, actually people have a lot of power because they're like, you know what? It's not worth risking this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's a lot of talk about video games. Yeah. <laughs> have, have you been have you been playing anything uh, fun, exciting, new? 
old. I'm really glad that you changed the subject because I was about to like launch into a thing. <laughs> if there's something you'd like to say, if if the, if you'd like to wrap out, I was one I was statement, just going free. to. You know what? I'll I'll leave it at this. Like I I had a whole spiel prepared, but like I I will just leave it at cancel culture is not the same thing as being a bad person and having to suffer consequences for it. No, it's, those are it's, those are different things. Like suffering consequences because people because people don't like the person that you are is not cancel culture that's you being a bad person and no one wanting to be around you right because and i think there's there's there there i think there is a degree of the the reason that that idea of cancel culture caught on i think is because there is a certain degree of people that we 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 do uh tend to get riled up about a lot of stuff and be like yes "I, i don't like this nobody should like this so get it away from me right um and and you'll really you'll see that a lot with i think things that people have a fandom for so to speak right so like hey like, Poke- like everyone's mad about nintendo and Pokemon. yes i was just gonna say pokemon is a thing and that's a great segue yeah let's I- let's move into this because there's new pokemon stuff that i think we should talk about now i watched the trailer like i watched the 20 minute direct and i was like hey cool i'm happy about this like i was i thought it was neat i did i had no i didn't have anything negative to say about it i thought the the remakes actually looked just sort of like what i would expect a, a ds game on the switch keeping it looking like a ds game would look like it didn't offend yeah. me at all but a lot and of then you go to twitter so and everything's on fire yeah and i was like oh wow I, i'm i'm a little surprised because <laughs> because the day before i had just kind of browsed through to see people what people were thinking about the the announcement everyone's like i can't wait to see the the let's go version of gen four and people are like oh, i just want to see gen four just let me play gen four on the switch i don't care and right. it's like oh cool everyone's going to be so excited and then I get there and everyone's like, you had one job. I wanted this to look like this. And it's like, what the, yeah. f- what the hell? Like, how is it possible that? Why? Why does my Pokemon game not look like The Last of Us? <laughs> on the Switch. Um, so it's, like, it's it, one it's, of those. That's I, where I, the... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, just, I tweeted about it earlier today and I was just like, I, I, I posted a screenshot and I was like, I don't understand what what did everyone expect it to look like? Because <laughs> well, then somebody was like, I, "It should have at least looked as good." Or it looked like Gen Eight. Is that Sword and Shield? Is that Gen Eight? I think yeah, I think it's Gen Eight. And then people were like, "Wait, but I thought you hated the way Gen Eight looked." And they're like, "That's the point." It's like, no, it's literally the fucking point. <laughs> it's it's actually the point. <laughs> like I I feel like eighty percent of Pardon the my French. 80% of the Pokemon fan base is just performative outrage. <laughs> yeah. I think I think so. And the other 20% is hidden stats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, clearly the the people that are upset are not the ones impacting their bottom line because the Gen 8 did <laughs> I think really well overall. Like, I think it's one of their best-selling Pokemon games. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's also that's also partially a function of it being the first game on Switch. On It's literally the first mainline Pokemon game on a console. True, and, and the Switch is doing really well. And, this, and it happens to be a really, really strong one, yes. That's true. If it was on the Wii U, it would have, everyone would have been like, see, told ya. 
you know what? Pokemon has Pokemon has so much pull and so much clout that if they had put a Pokemon game on the Wii U, it might have saved the Wii U. Yeah, at least enough to make it like a, a like you know on the GameCube level of in terms of total overall sales. <laughs> yeah, because the GameCube didn't really do that well compared. No, to No, it did very poorly. Yeah, so I think I think Pokemon might have saved. I actually think the it, Wii U could have been saved if they released Mario Maker as a launch title. I think that would have probably yeah. sold it enough. Like, I don't think it would have blown it out of the park or anything, but I think enough people would have been like, hey, this is cool, and they would have bought it. Oh, it would have been a really good, it would have been a really good introductory app to show what the, to show what the actual console is like, what its capabilities are. Yeah. Now, the game that they had that sort of did that was Nintendo Land, and Nintendo Land is actually pretty good. Oh, Nintendo Land's awesome. But it's, just that- it's also a collection of, like, really limited mini games so it doesn't give you like a real full featured experience it gives you a bunch of really nice small experiences much in the same way that Wii Sports did Mm -hmm. I think it's and Wii Sports uh, Wii Sports was really just the like here's here's what you can do with this controller with this new layout yeah yeah so oh oh but 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 um back to back to the Pokemon Direct Right. I, I did you see did you see the Ar- Arceus? Uh, how do you say it? I think it's Arceus. Arceus maybe? Ar- yeah, I don't know. Um that looks cool. I don't know what's going on at all, but I, I like going. I would go back and to I'd play some feudal Japan uh some Pokemon. That sounds neat. I feel like didn't they do that already with like a mystery dungeon or something? So they did it with Pokemon Conquest, which is a That's Pokemon what it was, Conquest, strategy yes. RPG, which yep. by the way is a lot of fun. Um, so I've heard I've not played. I really like that game. A lot. I've actually not played like most Pokemon games. Yeah, me neither. I've like I've I literally sold. can count on one hand the number of Pokemon games I've played. And aside from Stadium and Snap, they are mm-hmm. all mainline games. Yeah, I played. Um, let me think. I played Conquest, obviously, because I was just talking about it. But uh, actually, you know what? Correction. I played like five hours of XD. XD. Which one that's the that? game that was the that was the gamecube one. Oh yeah yeah wasn't that sort of like almost like a pokemon game it on was a almost like a pokemon game <laughs> yeah uh i played the one that you draw on the ds on the screen that was kind of neat i don't, I don't remember that what it's called i don't know even i i honestly have no memory of what it was called they made a couple of them um but i played that and i, I think i played pokemon pinball because my sister had it on game boy I might have played Pokemon Pinball, but I always get Pokemon Pinball confused with Kirby Pinball. Sure. I could see. Yeah, Pokemon, I just remember it was cool because it had like an extra battery pack thing on it or whatever. So like it could do more like it could. I don't even remember what it was for. I believe I it was for tilt it, controls. I think it was for tilt. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, I think it was. I think it was tilt controls for like uh, like a like a gyrometer. Yeah, that sounds right. That, I thought that was cool. It was it was sort of fun. That was actually a neat part of the the Pokemon Direct. Okay, I actually didn't like the fact that they had to say out loud every single hashtag they were putting on the screen. I don't know if you watched the video or not. I um, didn't actually. To be honest, I heard everyone's outrage about the like <laughs> quote unquote art style of the yeah. Gen Four remake. Yeah, the one, and then like didn't like know what everyone was talking about, and then I yeah. literally watched it this morning. Oh, okay, like Jesse showed it to me, and I was like. Okay, so what's everyone upset about? 
<laughs> like, what do you mean the art style? Like, <laughs> it, it looks look, like Pokemon. It looks exactly like Pokemon to me. I don't know. Like, what did everyone want it to be? Okay. This looks like a Pokemon game. Like, I don't understand. To, to me, the complaints put it in, squarely in the perspective of literally it didn't matter what it was. You just want to be angry about it. Like, I, like I, I can. The only thing that I can see is like what you wanted was what they wanted was Gen 4 slapped into the sword and shield engine. So you have the free roaming and you have the you have the big open areas and, you know, you have the proportionate looking characters. But if, you know what? If they'd gotten that, then people would have complained about that, too. Right. Yeah, that's it's it's just it's impossible. I, I can't even imagine I, that that's so that's where I was kind of going back to, to that that idea about the influencers and the, the power that people hold, because it's kind mm. of it must be intimidating in some ways to be a company like that where you release things like you. There must be so much extra data that we don't know or see, because otherwise it would have to just drive you insane. Like, what what am I supposed to do? Nothing we release matters like nobody's happy. So it, they, they must have a lot of metrics that they look at aside from. Um, you know, people ranting on Twitter, and I know that sounds dumb to say out loud because obviously they have extra metrics, but it's it's still something just that that really comes into light when we're talking about how an angry group of people can change the sometimes for good or bad, right? Can, yeah, can change the outcome of of something. So it must be stressful <laughs> to 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 release these types of things sometimes just to see, oh God, what's what's the blowback going to be? <laughs> you know who it's stressful for? Who? The community managers. Oh, yeah, yeah, true, true. The people who are on the front lines of that are, like, the only people who are going to see the depth of it. <laughs> yeah, because they have to look through all those comments. Like, the all the developers are going to, like, they're going to yeah, see been... a they're going to see a condensed report of, like, you know, 60% of, of respondents say that they like this and dislike that. Mm -hmm. And they'll be like, okay, we'll keep that in mind. And then they're going to keep making a video game. True. And then the people at the top of it will never see any of it. They're just going to cash checks. Well, because they're and and at some degree, they're sort of immune to that. Yeah, because they're, they've they've had to have dealt with it forever. Right. Like to some extent. People, but people... I, I think I think there's also like degrees of separation between them. And like yeah, if, if it doesn't go well, they can be like, well, I don't know. We'll, mm -hmm. we'll just hire better people next time. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They sit in their they sit in their office and they just like write checks and cash checks. Mm -hmm. And that's and like the the day to day operations of the business are obscured from them because they don't have to worry about it. They hire mm -hmm. they they're in a big enough company where they just hire other people to do all of the actual work and yeah. then pay them. And then all of the and then they just make money because Pokemon. Because that's yeah, I mean, the Pokemon, thing. That's really the that's really the thing. At the end of the day, no matter how much like bitching and moaning people do, it's Pokemon. They just made a billion dollars. I was about to say Pokemon is the reason why Nintendo is allowed to do psychotic crap like make the Wii, even though the Wii was successful. And there's no way a, a, a regular company is going to bother doing that because they're like that's a that's a risk that we're not sure we're willing to take. And Nintendo's like, well, they'll be fine. We have Pokemon to support us on the DS. <laughs> like, I okay. You know what? Like. I think this is the this is probably the this is probably the proof right here. There's still no there's still no news about Metroid Prime 4. 
Right. There's still no news about um there's still no news about Bayonetta 3. There's the still there's still got nothing about Breath of the Wild 2. Um there's all this stuff, all these major all these major uh, properties mm-hmm. that are just not like that are not really doing anything right now. But you know what we do have? What's that? Pokemon Sleep. <laughs> what is Pokemon Sleep? You know, you haven't heard of Pokemon Sleep? I've heard of Pokemon helping you brush your teeth, but not sleep. I'm sending you a thing. I will open this thing. All right. Here is a thing. Oh, wait. Is this the thing that... Is it the tracking thing? Yes. I do remember hearing about this. Is it? Is it? Is it out? Or did it I, come out then? It said it's due out in 2020. How is Jigglypuff not the mascot? God, that tells you how much pull Pikachu has. Oh, that's actually what this person was saying in the article. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why isn't Jigglypuff the mascot? Yeah, what the heck? So it has something to do with... It looks like it's... It's like a sleep tracker, but yeah. like you, you like train your Pokemon by getting a good night's sleep on your Fitbit or whatever. I mean, good Lord, Pokemon Go has made them so much money that Nintendo could probably just like skate on that for. Uh, and it's not even their game. No, it's, they just gave them the, they're like, yeah, here's here. Here are the Pokemons. Do what you want. <laughs> like Pokemon has Pokemon such a big deal. There's you know children's hospitals with pokemon themes right like it's, it's been, mm-hmm. aside from aside from disney i think pokemon might be the the single might might be the like best known kind of franchise that's that's just sort of started as kind of like a a, a kids thing like a family sort of let's just play a game sort of or whatever right like yeah it's it's sort of i don't know it's nuts except that pokemon's only 25 years old <laughs> like it's a baby in terms of a lot of you know, uh, iconic uh, characters and stuff like, you know, uh, Looney Tunes or Muppets or something. Oh, yeah. Um, across. If you're going like across all media. Yeah. But Pokemon is is it's so huge. <laughs> uh, so no matter what, no matter what that Nintendo does, it's going it, to. You know what? The, 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 the people that are complaining about the Gen 4, they're going to they're going to buy it, especially if they like Pokemon. They're going to see it. and They're like, ah, yeah, I hate this, but I'm buying it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, see, exactly. Like, and that's really what it comes down to is like people are going to be performatively angry. And I think that be I think that Pokemon is the most popular thing to be performatively angry about. <laughs> it has been for a very long time. <laughs> but like at the end of the day, like I think the community managers have to sift through all of that. But like the developers and the actual Pokemon company are going to shrug their shoulders and do whatever they want and make a billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Like it does not matter. <laughs> not only, and that's just from the game sales. <laughs> yeah, like we're not even talking about all the other marketing crap that they're going to tie into it somehow. The, yeah, the merchandising, the tie-ins, the 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 TV show. When I heard the, the Pokemon movies, cards, is the cards are, are doing quite well right now for people that like TCG? Because I guess the uh, I have a friend who who used to like Magic a lot, and he's kind of he's kind of less interested in Magic these days, and. Uh, he was talking about how Pokemon's really cool because the the cards that you buy, you get to, you get an online code that then gives you that card in the digital space for Pokemon cards. Oh, also. that's cool! Yeah, so that way you get both. Whereas all the other companies, I think Magic might give you like 
something, but it's not the card. You know, it's probably like a card back or something stupid. Um, yeah. Whereas Pokemon, like, no, you hear you own the card, have the card. Huh. That's really neat. I like that. So that's actually cool. Yeah, I like. I think that's really cool. Um, I never got into magic. I never really got into like CCGs. Like, I like in- collecting the Pokemon cards, and I loved playing the game on the Game Boy. But the actual act of playing the card, like the physical card game, I didn't enjoy as much because mm-hmm. a, I didn't have a lot of people to like play it with or anything. Sure, yeah. But but b, it was I don't know. It seemed really expensive because i didn't understand that you could buy like individual cards and stuff so it's like how right. do you, how do people how do people do this i don't understand um i never like i never it, it took me a very long time to understand how like a card battle game like pokemon or like um or like magic mm-hmm. actually functioned okay sure yeah like it was like, very what... it was very like opaque to me just the like the order of play and and like I would look at the board and the way it's set up and be like I don't this doesn't click with me I don't uh, get it and I like, really actually like I it get a it lot. now but like I I it took a long time I was an adult before I grasped it <laughs> I sort of love the idea of TCGs but I don't I don't feel I don't want to spend the money on them so I I won't play them like I I got into Hearthstone when it first launched and I spent like two hundred dollars or something. Mm-hmm. on the cards and then i was like uh, this feels kind of feels kind of bad like i don't own these yeah. cards like it somehow felt way worse to me to even though that's it's in some ways it doesn't really matter because i got the i got a lot of enjoyment out of playing it but that one there was one moment where i was like oh this is dumb i've spent way too much money on a thing that doesn't exist and i could say the same thing about buying a digital game but somehow it felt worse for a trading card game i don't know why um so i just stopped yeah no i get it i do um i I have a lot of Pokemon cards from like back in its first wave. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, which Got like my binder set up in order. Yep, yep. <laughs> All my energy cards in a in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> Screw the energy cards. <laughs> well, it's just like I only have so much space in the binder. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. it's like I have I have a hundred of these. So and they're all the same. So they can just go over here. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, I've got a bunch of those cards from like gen one, but like for me, it was, I had them because of collecting them. Yeah. I like to collect them. That's the, I never played. I don't think I, I think I played the Pokemon, the physical Pokemon card game maybe once or twice ever. And it was because we, I had those like starter decks where you just like, uh, there's 60 cards in it and you don't think about it. You just play. And yeah, I, you know, I had two of those, so I would play with my my I think my cousin at the time, and that was that was that was I thought that was really cool because he was he was super into card games, but he didn't like magic. He liked more of the obscure ones. Like there was a Star Wars one that was I don't know anything about it, but it was it was seemed abs- like absurdly obtuse and overly complicated. Like one of those board games that takes seven hours to set up but only forty five <laughs> minutes to play. <laughs> you're like, why? I don't understand. Um, oh man. <laughs> So he was teaching me not to be confused with the board game that takes 45 minutes to set up and seven hours to play because that's just risk. <laughs> right, that's just risk. And that's someone's always going to leave angry. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> I love the idea of risk and I love playing risk until it's like two and a half hours into it. Then you're like, let's just all roll dice and see what happens. Like, I'm done. <laughs> there's there's a lot of board games like that that like 
boy, playing board games in a digital space mm-hmm. is I, I like I can't go back. <laughs> like not having to worry about like knocking things off the table, having setup be instantaneous, having yeah, cleanup be instantaneous, <laughs> not having to do the calculations on things between rounds. Like, oh my god. I think physical board games for me are really fun with a group of people um or if you have like a very sp- like a specific spot like in your house like if you happen to have the space where you could just have a table set up and you just leave the board game there I'm not saying all board games have to be that long but I just mean that idea where it's not in the middle of your living room and then you're like rearranging everything to set yeah. up the board game you are like, you are me, that's free kind of too much work now. yeah you are like if it's a situation where you are free to decommit from the board game without mm-hmm. losing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I really wanted to there's this cool board game called Gloomhaven, but it's like this massive I've heard of that. undertaking. And I was like, oh yeah. that sounds cool. And I was like, oh no, this is stupid. I, I don't have the space that, like if I had a basement where I could set up a table or a room, set up a table and just leave it set up for weeks and then you just kind of go play for a bit, because it's supposed to be like a super long campaign, like a you know, you're playing an action RPG kind of or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a board game to me that sounded fun because there's something sort of soothing about doing all of that stuff that the digital version does easier because it's kind of it's kind of like oh cool i have this tangible thing that i'm rolling it's kind of cool i have my card i'm figuring out my my character and all that stuff I, I i can get a kick out of it but at the same time there's there's something nice about just you know booting up a game and having it <laughs> having it start with all that stuff already taken care of yeah I think that like the I think Monopoly was the big one for me. Yeah, yeah. Like when yeah, you God. get you get a good Monopoly game and you can just run through it in 45 minutes because you roll with the with the press of a button and you you know you roll with the press you don't of a button. You have to do with all the yeah. And the people the, the, there's I, I don't know about you but I always experienced someone that would that would like when I was playing with a lot of my cousins, there'd be someone that, you know, at some point took money from the bank or something. Like oh, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they Mono- they actually like Monopoly put out a cheaters edition of Monopoly, right? <laughs> no way. Seriously. You haven't seen that? No. There's literally a there's literally a Monopoly for cheaters where it's like, OK, every like cheating is allowed, but like it comes with like a pair of handcuffs or something. <laughs> We're like, oh, if you get caught I did, cheating, I did hear of this. Yes. Yeah. The, the I remember seeing the box art now, I think. Now that you're talking about that, I don't I don't remember because I remember. I'm, I'm curious. Anyways, go on. If if you get caught cheating, what? I've never played it. I just like I, I think you just like you're either out or you like there's handcuffs where you get like thrown in jail or something. Oh, yeah. Get caught. Get cuffed. Yeah. What can you get away with? Yeah, because everybody every, like there's always someone that cheats in Monopoly. Yeah, the, yeah, that's kind of funny. You actually get handcuffed to the jail thing. Huh, interesting. Not that I want to play Monopoly ever again in my life. No, but like that was the one where like I would play it with my family, and I had sure. mon- I had Monopoly Party. I want to say on the GameCube. Okay, and uh, and we played it like fairly regularly because we could go through a game in like under an hour because oh, you yeah. don't have to set up. You don't you can roll and move with the press of a button. Uh, you buy properties with the press of a button. You don't have to worry about the denominations of your bills. 
and having to make exact change for things and do you have enough ones like there's so many like little time wasty things that are just like no it's just taken care of it's just gone just go let's let's just let's play like that's that is all done in the background you can just go you don't have to worry about handling all of the pieces and making sure that you have you know exactly 18 (laughs) dollars you know Oh, wait, I need $18 to pay this rent, but I only have this $100 bill. So let me spend five minutes breaking it into a 50, a 20, two tens, a five and five ones. Yeah. And now I can pay the rent with exact change. Like yeah, it's, it's, it's automated is automated is cool. I remember they, there was like a credit card version of the game at some point where you oh, got yeah. like, a, like a digital credit card that kind yeah. of stored the information. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I could see I could I could see myself enjoying that when I wanted to play Monopoly. Yeah, like that that idea. Um, but yeah, I have I don't think I've played Monopoly. I can't even think of the last. I haven't I played, played it in a long time, and now that I like yeah, now that I've got other board games like there's. Like, no reason to play Monopoly. Even if you want a, like, even if you want a, like, property or territory collection game, there's just better versions of that to play than Monopoly. Yeah, Monopoly is just sort of, like, everybody's first major board game they remember. Right. <laughs> right? Like, it's sort of one that, it's it's fun as a kid because there's lots of stuff to do. Yeah. And, like, collect and count and hold. Like, that's sort of a, it's a, it's a feels good when you when you get to have that tangible stuff. I guess it's kind of what I was saying with the glue yeah. even. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and like, to be clear, like, I do think that there is still value in having like the tangible pieces to the board game. Well, I know you definitely like it because you buy a lot of physical copies of games, too. Like, that's that's that idea of something tangible is important to you to some extent, less so than it used to be. Okay, okay. But but yeah, like when given the option, I do still like to have a physical copy. It's mostly a concern about like digital rights. Sure. Like, oh, now this is gone. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of Stadia users who are about to be very upset. True. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because Stadia is Stadia is going under quick. And from the very start of stadia the question has been like hey if you are charging full price to your users for access to a video game but not like it but they don't have they don't get to keep like the files on their side and they don't have anything anything physical yeah what if happens stadia, when you go like, under <laughs> yeah if if this ceases to be and people have spent a thousand dollars in games on stadia what happens to their games? And Stadia's response has always been like, uh, don't worry, that won't happen. Hey, didn't we tell you that we're going to we're going to be the most popular ever? Yeah, like you don't have to worry about that because Stadia won't fail. It, it's just it's going to be it's going to be very successful. And then that's and then it's, you know, we're moving into the future. They they have repeatedly not answered that question because the answer is all, you lose all your shit. <laughs> the answer is oh no you're you're screwed buddy. <laughs> yeah, the, the answer is you don't get those you don't get to keep those games anymore. So they have ducked that they have ducked the answer to that question. I mean I mean to be honest it seems like a fairly obvious answer. It is because like, where else would it go? Like what what did you think would happen? 
like if if you're if you're actually if you're if you're genuinely asking cuz you don't know then i feel like that's kind of ignorance if you're asking because you'd really like to try and box them into a corner so that then they then they have to say yeah this is a stupid idea then that's a different reason for the question yeah no it is it is the most obvious question to have because mm-hmm. because you know the the concept of games and the the concept of media ownership in general is is fluid right now and this is the most this is probably the most obvious um you're going to buy this for access but not for ownership that yeah. like that exists even like you buy digital games on steam or on playstation or on switch or whatever and you can at least download that to your local system yeah it's, i mean you if 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 switch were to go offline you'd never be able to re-download it and if you happen to lose your switch you'd be screwed um but at least if you have it downloaded then you have it yeah and and i kind of look at digital games from a, the perspective of if there's a game i really want to play again and it's impossible for me to get like like i really want to play i don't know like breath of the wild right Mm-hmm. And if I can't get it, if there's no way for me to have access to Breath of the Wild, it probably means something catastrophic has happened on the planet. Like, yeah, right. I, I can't I can't think of a situation where there's going to be something I want to play that I won't be able to get to it somehow. Unless, of course, the, the the problem is that I don't have the money to play it. And now I've screwed myself over because I can't buy whatever the remaster remake of the remastered remake or whatever it is that's out in 10 years yeah. from now. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If so, if I don't have, if I'm in a financial position where I can't then play with it, then that's sort of like a different situation, which of equally, equally, uh, it, it, it makes the conversation equally imp- as important. But at the same time, it's, I'm just kind of like, yeah, digital is just so easy for me right now. Like, I don't have to think about it. I can just yeah, download yeah, yeah. it and be done. And I, I think for the most part, like, that's, that's fine. Like, there's, so like, I still, I know the Scott Pilgrim game re-released. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Recently. But I still have the original game on the on my Xbox 360 that See, I bought what, like over yep, ten years yeah. ago. Yeah, that that happened with a lot of licensed games like uh, yeah. the Turtles Arcade, the Simpsons Arcade. Like those games, if you bought them, you have them, but now they're gone. Right. I think uh, uh, I think there's a Marvel versus Capcom. Oh yeah, that yeah. had an issue like that. Yeah, it was the Ultimate Alliance ones, and even even then they were selling the games, but you couldn't get the DLC characters because technically, like whoever owned Hulk wasn't or it was something weird like that where you couldn't get the dlc characters because those are now owned by a different media company but the the base game with the other characters were still being sold somehow i don't understand yeah marvel has been marvel's been a real uh i don't want to say marvel but um yeah i i read a thing earlier about how about the whole uh the infamous sony deal with spider-man yeah they offered the like they offered the rights to Spider-Man over like indefinitely mm-hmm. for seven million dollars. Yeah, Marvel was in such a desperate space that they were like, yeah, fine. But what they actually offered is their entire catalog of characters, all of them, mm-hmm. for $25 million. Yeah. And Sony was like, now we'll just take Spider-Man. No one cares about the rest of those. Yeah. That's how that's how. That's how little they had faith in the idea of Marvel. Which, you know, like 20 highest... years 20 years ago when that deal was made, that's true. Nobody did care about Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, X-Men would have been worth it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, um, 
but aside from aside from the key Avengers, X Men and Spider Man, and even then, mostly just Spider Man is what people liked, like the idea of it. In terms I mean, like of the people, public people are aware of like Iron Man and Captain America, but like, sure. but they didn't have a there. There was no pull, right? Exactly. Spider Man's always kind. Of, Spider Man's been a big enough deal that it was in the Sunday morning, like it was in the Sunday papers. Like, yeah, like it's, yeah. Spider Man's always been the big pull, right? That's kind of been the the sort of Marvel comic that's that's touched the masses, right? Right, right. Um, every everybody likes a tragic hero. <laughs> like Batman's always been super popular. Spider Man's popular. Mm-hmm. Everyone likes mm-hmm. a nice sad backstory. Um, but yeah, can you even imagine? There's 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 some somebody that said, nah, we don't we don't want to spend basically pocket change to to have the entirety of the Marvel universe. It's probably for the best, right. though, because they might have just drove it. Well, right yeah, into the if Sony on... had. Yeah, if Sony had gotten control of it, then we wouldn't have the MCU. No, because I mean, hell, even. The, but it is know, it the... it is funny to look back 20 years and think about a major media company like Sony saying like, Psh, no one's ever the Avengers are never going to make money. Well, yeah, because it's it's one thing to look at something that's an unknown, like uh, like you know the Harry Potter story, right? Because Rowling, she got denied from a ton of different publishers and stuff. They're like, no, this is yeah. not going to sell. It's trash. And like, fine, yeah, obviously they were horribly, horribly, horribly wrong. But at the same time, it was a complete question mark. So maybe yeah, they, like they just didn't know. Whereas Marvel's like an established thing, even though it's not mega popular to then look at it and be like nah we don't yeah, want this exactly. even just for like video games or milking comics or whatever it is it wasn't worth it to them to spend an extra like like three times the money to to, to just own all of it <laughs> right 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 but so licensing is weird yeah licensing is super weird and so that's that's i that's the the most reasonable reason in my head to not want to deal with digital stuff Mm-hmm. And for me personally, not not I'm not saying as a as a as a catch all for everybody, right, um, right. But most of the games that like that didn't even have a physical release, anyways. Like, right, that's true. And like to me, I think that there's so we we were talking about Stadia originally. That's right. Yes. Although even that was you know that transitioned in from something else, but I don't remember what that was. So we're just yeah, I mean, just we're, going back we're, to Stadia. We were originally like, talking about the Pokemon Direct. You know what? We bounce around. It's all right. <laughs> Soon enough, we're going to talk about Fire Emblem. True. But like, so there's a difference between a digital game that you can download and have like, it's still not technically physical, physical, but it is tangible in that it is data on your hard drive that yes. is local to you. That oh, you it's, do it's not, way, that you do not better. need permission to access. You do not need anything to be live for you to have it there. It's there. Okay. You can you can take your your switch or your computer or your PlayStation or whatever, and you can take it out to a cabin in the woods with electricity. Yeah, and you'll be able to play it forever. And you can play it. Until the system dies. Yeah. I, that, I was going to say And that then there's it, Stadia, which is you still have to pay $60 for these games, but they can just decide you don't get them anymore. I have... I, I do not understand who purchased the stadia i don't get it so you save like so when the stadia came out the ps4 was already in full swing you could buy a ps4 with a game for 250 dollars. so by buying the stadia you save 150 dollars up front 
Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. That's your. That's the only benefit of being part of Stadia. I I don't get it. Which because it costs like twenty dollars a month or whatever it is. Um, Wait, there's a you... monthly fee. I actually didn't know that. Oh my god, yes, it's a it's a subscriptions fee. So what, psycho? Like who are the who are the ten people that bought this? I don't understand. I don't it's know. Such a, it's such a stupid idea. There, like, on, there on is one. Account. There's one draw to Stadia. That you don't have a box in your living room? It's literally that you can play on any surface. So, like, you can, oh, like, okay, you can sure. pull up Stadia, like, on your phone and connect a controller to it and just play whatever. You play Assassin's Creed or whatever oh, okay. on no, your no, phone no, if you're... That's pretty cool. I can see that being kind of cool. Except that it is so freaking data hungry <laughs> that, like, m- like, you don't... You're un- you have to have... A consistent and yeah, a consistent and very strong data connection to even be able to deal with it because it takes like 20 gigs a month or something like or no, like 20 gigs an hour. No way. Hang on. Stadia. I guess if it's 4K stuff. Data usage. I can see that. If you're if you are streaming at 720p. Yeah. It is about 4.5 gigs an hour yeah yeah okay so yeah so if you're like me and your cell phone data plan is a probably not even fast enough to get you 720p for streaming (laughs) yeah and b you have three gigs a month um (laughs) you you can play for 40 minutes you can play for 40 minutes and and go through your your month's data (laughs) and then not use your phone i mean i suppose you could be connected wirelessly on your phone and then you're just using your phone as the screen in your house right like that idea that you know you're i don't know you're in the toilet but you still really need to play assassin's creed right for yeah you know 10 minutes or whatever i mean like the like i I, i'm playing devil's advocate because i'm just trying to understand the value proposition and i understand the idea of like you can play this on your smart tv or your phone or your tablet or whatever screen you've got it doesn't need processing power all it it doesn't need to actually run the game because the games are being run remotely all it needs is an internet connection sure the switch has streaming like this the 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 switch has the hitman and control which are fully streamed games like you don't you basically buy the rights to stream them it's the same it's the same idea as as stadia uh and in this case it's like well i guess you don't have to purchase like you, you, the reason it makes sense on the Switch in my mind is because you already own the Switch, and maybe you don't want to right. own another system, so you're doing a one-off. This is like a, I'm going to play Control, and I know this is not a great choice, but it's this. I'm doing it this time, or I'm going to do it ten times over the course of the next couple of years, right? Right. Whatever right. it is. But when your entire platform is designed on what should more, which which I I just I just I hate it. I really do. I don't I don't I like do. the idea. I do. It's it's awful. And maybe one and day it's it dying. Matter. So like it's yeah, we're clearly. not alone in that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, some, it's, some... it's very rare to see something like this. And like from the very start, from the announcement of the like from the point that they actually explained what Stadia was, everyone was like, what is your plan? <laughs> what? What? Like, you know why do you think work, this is right? going to work? Everyone was really excited because everyone initially thought, oh, it's Netflix for games. That's awesome. 
Oh, like like they bought a bunch of licenses for stuff. Yeah, and it's basically like, oh, okay, they're just they're going to like it was always known that it was going to be a subscription fee. And yeah. the first thing that they announced it as is like Google is launching a subscription game service. So they, so everyone thought Netflix for games. You pay a monthly fee and you just have access to a bunch of games. That and everyone was like, seems... oh, my God, that's awesome. Yeah, that seems cool. But it seems like the monthly fee would be absurd. What, whatever that price would be, it'd have to be really high, I feel like. Probably, yeah. But the idea of it's cool. I mean, I guess that's what, what it was instead <laughs> is an absurd monthly fee for the right to buy games at full price. Yeah. Yeah. And the only thing like it is basically, you know what it is? It is rent to own on a console. You are basically like leasing an offsite console. Except you don't even get to own it. It's rent to own forever. Or it's rent to rent forever. <laughs> yes. The, I, I said rent to own, but it's actually leasing. Yes. Yeah. You are you are leasing a console that technically will work on any of your devices, but ultimately is just someone else's property. And you pay a monthly fee for it instead of just owning the thing that you can play the game on. And then you still have to buy the games. Yeah. I'm, and I'm, you know, and since Stadia, you know what has come out that basically did what people thought Stadia was going to do. I was going to say the PlayStation Now thing or the Xbox Game X- Xbox stuff. Game Pass. Yeah. Xbox Game Pass is just what people thought Stadia was going to be. Yeah, I don't know, man. So like with with Stadia, you have like a, a s- you have like crazy a crazy good deal. I don't have an Xbox, so I don't really know, but it seems pretty awesome, actually. It actually does. I was um, I didn't like it at first because that's just my nature. I didn't like it at first either. In -hmm. fact, I was at PAX West. Oh, okay. And I got a when they were first launching it. I think it was 2019, 2018. I think Mm -hmm. Uh, they were first launching Xbox Game Pass. And I was like, whatever, I don't care. (laughs) But I went to a panel and uh, it was actually, ironically enough, it was a streaming panel <laughs> with people from Mixer. Oh, OK. Rest in peace. <laughs> um, Talking about like getting into streaming and I was starting to get into streaming. So I went there and I listened and I asked a question. And apparently for people who got up to ask questions, they gave out like free like little code cards as swag. Oh, for like a month? For, no, for a year. <sighs> what for a year of xbox game pass but this was like a few years ago when they were first launching it yeah and you actually had an xbox and i had an xbox one, right mm-hmm. right yeah i sold that thing on ebay for a hundred bucks <laughs> no way because i was just like yeah whatever xbox game pass i don't care how much is it a month uh it's weird because it's tied in with live now but i think that xbox live plus game pass is like 120 a year or 100 a year i gotta say though when you get to there's there's a lot of subscription services and when you start adding them up there's that part of me that's kind of like i don't know man if i'm not gonna buy any games then it becomes worth it yeah it's just weird because i like i got rid of the playstation uh plus because i'm just not i don't play enough games online on my playstation and the monthly free games like if there's one that I really want, I can wait for a sale and buy it for $10 because none of those games are big games. Well, at least usually I think yeah. they're trying to they're trying to push it hard now because I think next month you can get 
the Final Fantasy VII remake, which is only because they're pushing the Final Fantasy VII DLC remake DLC that's a PS5 exclusive. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. At least that's at least that's how they're saying it right now. That's my understanding. Is that they it's probably a timed exclusive? Yeah, I don't know. I hope so because I'd like to play it, but I'm not going to buy a PS5 for it. Especially because it's just a chapter. I thought it was gonna. At first, I was like, "Oh, cool, they're they're." Yeah, like, but it's Yuffie though. Yeah, but I'm still not buying a PS5 for that. I mean, I wouldn't either. <laughs> I I still haven't seen anything from the new generation of consoles that really like nothing. Like there, I there is no reason for me to own that right now. It's it's I I would like to have it just because it's fun to buy new stuff sometimes, but I don't actually want it. Does that make sense? Like yeah, if. If it happened to appear in my house, I'd be like, wow, this is so cool. I love this controller and mm-hmm. I'm playing some really fun games. What you're <laughs> describing is the reason why I own Xboxes. Right. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's basically because my brother-in-law plays on Xbox and wants friends. Yeah. And so he's like, here, you can have one play Destiny with me. And then you're like, all right, I guess I could buy a game for this. <laughs> but like there are... I'm looking, I'm, I'm turning my head and looking at the shelf. There are, there's, there's a, there's a reasonable number of games for the Xbox one on the shelf. I count probably on a rough count, like 15, maybe 10 to 15. That's pretty good. I mean, not, not, not super amazing or anything, but it's, that's not a horrible number of games, but I don't think I bought any of them well okay i think they are i think they are almost all christmas gifts over time and none of them none of them are from like the last five years i mean to be honest no don't you have monster hunter world on there nope yes i think that's digital though Ah, i think i bought that digital actually yes okay so weird thing about xbox one games they've got a weird family sharing thing so like if you buy your games if you buy your games on xbox digital you can actually share them with the person that you have your account linked with whoa so that's freaking awesome i actually it's kind of a jank thing because it's 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 a weird account thing that you can do where your Xbox is like registered to a particular person. Right. Yeah. So it's like you have your Xbox live account, right? Mm -hmm. And the games that you buy on your account are playable on the box that is designated on your home box on any profile. Okay. And you also can access those games with your account. If it is on a different box. But could you both be logged in at once? Yes. Oh, that's kind of cool then. So basically it's like, basically it's like, here's your box and all of your games are available on your box for everybody on that box all the time. Right? Yeah. And then if you happen to go and like import your profile onto like your buddy's box, your your buddy's Xbox. Sure. You want to, you want to bring your. You want to bring your uh, use your profile on your buddy's Xbox. You can then download your game and you can play your game on your buddy's Xbox because it's still your profile as long as like you're the one playing it. Right. Right. Okay. so you still have access to your games on your profile, even if it's on someone else's Xbox. So what you do. So what Mm -hmm. you do is you find a buddy or a family member 
and you say, okay, the box that's in my house is registered to you. And the box that's in your house is registered to me. That way, when I buy a game on my profile, I can play it because I'm on my profile and you can play it because your box is registered to me. Yes, it's like a little it's like a little cheaty thing, but it's 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 a little workaround thing. Yeah, that's cool, though. That's it's only that it's there, even if it's kind of convoluted. And you can only really do it with like one person. Right. But basically, like, it's kind of cheating because I have. I have a a PS4 library that literally overflows onto like a a second shelf (laughs) and on like like it is a it's a full shelf and then it overflows a bit onto the Xbox shelf and then the Xbox shelf is like 10 games and a bunch of figures (laughs) because it's just like there's just like a, a quarter as many games there. But it's not really fair because most of our game purchases on Xbox have been digital so we could take advantage of that. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, there's nothing I want on Xbox this generation. I really liked Xbox 360, and I had a lot of stuff on there. But once, once oh, the every next... single every single game that we actually put time into on Xbox was only on was only put into on Xbox because uh, we bought it there to play with Joe. Right. No, that makes sense. I I under I get that. I I just meant for me personally. I just I decided to sit out of the the Xbox train. This if you this don't generation. have. If you don't have anyone to, and what I mean is those games are all available on other platforms. Right. Like the Xbox one has nothing unique to it. That's well, that, that was kind of my, that was, that was sort of my hang up. And I was like, yeah, I'll just get the PS4. Cause there's a couple games I want to play on the PS4. Mm-hmm. Actually it was, it was because of monster hunter world that finally pushed me over. And that was like, I was like, okay, I really want to play this. And I'd like to, I don't want to wait for the PC release. So I'm going to hop in. Um, I'm going to get the I'm going to get a PS4 now. And that's when that happened, whatever that was, like 2018 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you like what I'm saying here is you you miss nothing. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't even feel like I missed anything. It's, it's you didn't. Yeah, I, I'm not even being facetious. Like it's it's Gears of War and Halo. Oh, that's true. Those I, are, I, those I, are I, I would have I've never really been a big single player first person shooter fan. I don't want to play those online either. Me neither. Those, so I didn't I don't care. So like if you if you don't care about those like a lot, and honestly, I heard Gears Five was actually pretty good. Yeah, look, I heard the right. recent Halo is not. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Um, but yeah, like if if those games aren't like system sellers for you, there is literally no reason to have it. Yeah, because it's on it's on a uh, PlayStation then. Yeah. Yeah, everything else, like, what, what do I have over there? I've got Destiny, I've got Deus Ex, Borderlands, uh, Diablo. Ooh, I Diablo. got, uh, I got uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, which I haven't played. Oh, I've heard um, only great things about that. I guess Rare Replay. Rare Replay. Oh, neat. I mean, that was kind of cool. That would be, that would be. And that is actually exclusive, so there's something Yeah, it there. is. But, like, yeah. I Sunset Overdrive is exclusive, but who cares? Yeah. Uh, Titanfall, Wolfenstein, like Wolfenstein Doom. is that the is that the that's the new one the the one that came out in like twenty fourteen or fifteen or whatever it was. Yeah, that was a fun game. I I enjoyed that. 
but they're all of those games are available on yeah i mean i play that every other platform (laughs) and even the stuff that is actually at this point all of the stuff that's like quote unquote exclusive to uh xbox yeah they put out on pc also so like there's literally no reason yeah the xbox is only for if you want if you don't want to deal with pc like if if you want to um if you have people that like using the console or if you like using a console and you're more comfortable in that uh with that medium then that's why you would do that instead of just do, getting a pc for it all right right but yeah. Okay. yeah um yeah play the console that you like but honestly like if you're looking for like if you're looking for game exclusivity like Switch and Sony are the ones, or excuse me, Nintendo and Sony are the only ones that really have a lot. Those on are the that only. Stuff. Those are the only consoles to buy where, like, there is a lot of stuff that is locked. There's yeah. a lot of stuff you can play on those consoles that you can't play elsewhere. Well, I mean, heck, the Nintendo has always been like that. I mean, ninety <laughs> percent of the reason to own a Nintendo consoles for the Nintendo. Uh, franchises right true like, yeah that's always been the case sony's sony's been a little bit um sony just they just they just throw their weight around and purchase exclusivity or the the, the rights to the games or whatever it is they have contracts you know like final fantasy and stuff well um, you, you know, now that you mention that like microsoft did buy bethesda actually yeah i you know as as you were saying <laughs> as you were saying that i was like wait that's kind of not entirely true anymore because Microsoft and and they did say that there's a possibility that some of the games will be exclusive to um like the new Elder Scrolls might be exclusive to Xbox slash Xbox whatever it's called on the computer because you can't even though it's on computer it's not like through Steam or something you still have to buy it through the the Xbox Pass or whatever yeah. it is the Microsoft Store That's true. They I think that's that's the first time isn't that sort of the first time Microsoft's really like dug deep and decided that they're doing something like this no they actually do it for like every console generation really basically i mean i guess they did rare but then they just they they, but they buried them so it didn't matter it was meaningless so i don't think about it well see that's... that's what usually happens right okay 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 um there was someone there was someone else for the there was someone else for the um oh um it was oh god, who is it? It's the Fallout New Vegas people. Obsidian? Yes. Oh. Yeah, they bought Obsidian for the for the 360 generation. Really? I didn't know that. But then they let them put their stuff on. What I'm gonna I'm gonna fact check this? myself on that because I that sounds right, but I don't remember if that's exactly how it happened. But basically Microsoft I feel like this was the first really, I don't know, Bethesda seems like a much bigger name today than Rare did even when they bought them. Oh, yeah. No, this is definitely the biggest. Okay, okay, okay. This, I, I mean, like, that's... it's it's like, it is definitely like, Microsoft buying Bethesda is definitely like the biggest move. I, I Rare was pretty big when Microsoft bought them. So like that sure. might be, that might be close but it, it's it, it's at the very least on that level. I think Rare was big, but it's it's hard to compare them to Bethesda in terms of market weight. Like <laughs> Sky, Skyrim alone has probably made as much money as all of Rare did on 64. 
Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they've released it enough times. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. Hey, speaking of of uh not buying new consoles and and not even that many new games, I've I've been trying to slowly go through games that I own. Um and Lachis and I finished Origami King this Oh yeah, this week. Uh it's it's such a weird experience to say that I liked a game but didn't like the mechanics really at all. Like mm. I can't recommend the game to somebody because I I think the RPG and puzzle mechanics are pretty bleh, but I loved this like I like the characters, I like the story, the atmosphere, the exploration was really fun. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. And it but it got to the point where I was I was just tired of the, like I hate the boss battles in that game. I really hate them. I um, didn't really like for the little bit that we played, I didn't really care for them that much either. Like the regular battles are okay because there's like a short little puzzle and they're fast. Like they're usually over in one turn, so they don't yeah. bother me too much. But the boss generally battles just if they're not over in on. one turn, you've done something wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but the boss battles just seem to like drag on and so what ended up happening is like I said, like, I don't want to play anymore. Let's just do you want to actually take control like take control? So she ended up playing the second maybe the last third of the game and I was just watching because I didn't want to be like I wanted to be able to just like I don't know browse the internet then do the boss fights <laughs> um, but I loved I still loved the atmosphere so it's 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 one of the very few experiences when I when I that I've played a game where I actually enjoyed it but I didn't enjoy it at the same time like yep. I, I enjoyed the idea of it and I enjoyed actually the outcome of it all but I, I really I don't like the main mechanics of the game at all right <laughs> very weird yeah I mean I think there's I, I think that happens a lot where it's like especially in very story driven games like sometimes sometimes the story can drive your desire to play and find out what happens yeah but i mean i haven't really liked like the art and the atmosphere and stuff too like it's it's so weird to have all these positive feelings about the game and then be like yeah, oh yeah i didn't like the battles and it's like uh it's an it's an rpg puzzle battle like that's the whole like that, yeah that's supposed to be the game right it's like saying you like i mean because if you hate random battles it's even hard to get through a final fantasy even if you love the story like if you right. actually hate random battles right if if random battles are just fine and you get through them, then you can you can suffer through it. But for me, the the I I actually genuinely really disliked mo the majority of the boss fights in that game to the point where it's like I don't even want to progress because this is like not fun. So yeah. when she took over and was playing, I was like, oh, this is great. Now I can just experience all the stuff. Basically, now I'm experiencing it the way I want to experience it, which is yeah, just yeah, watch yeah. It. There, like I've run into that a lot. Like there are some games that are more fun to experience as a let's play. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Like you get you get the experience that you want of getting to of getting to see the game, but like it's not fun for you to play. So it's like have someone else do that part and then you get to see what happens and you get yeah. that that fun or, part. Origami King is a strong contender for a let's play. Like if 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 you're curious about the game and you and you like the the the, the writing, I would say just watch a, just watch somebody else play it and skip all the skip all the battles. The battles are totally not fun. Speaking of, uh, speaking of, uh, you mentioned getting through Final Fantasy, but not liking random battles. Mm -hmm. Um, in our recording session for, uh, Jesse plays Final Fantasy VI, which is going yeah. up on the YouTube. Um, 
on the internet. I'm, I'm going to send you an image of something that happened during that recording session last week. And I want you to tell me if you can identify the two specific words that are associated with this. Sure. Wait, what? Not those two words. What happened? Are you familiar with the words sketch glitch? I've, uh, no, she accidentally sketched glitched. She accidentally sketch glitched. Holy crap. It drives the game freaking batty. I don't know <laughs> if you know this, but um, I know like, sketching is how you break it wide open with stuff like like many um, like many Super Nintendo era RPGs. Final Fantasy six is a game held together with spit duct tape and and like bubble gum. Yeah, yeah. Um, and sketching digs at that duct tape. <laughs> real deep oh my god so uh, i have never actually hit a sketch glitch i only yeah. am aware of it because speedrunners use it to set up like wrong warps to get to the yeah to, like gonna skip say, I, like I, half the game i knew sketching was used to do to do weird warping stuff that's, yeah. that's the only thing that i knew about it i was concerned <laughs> because i i also know that it can corrupt your data oh shit so we, i hit that and i was like okay it it, it soft locked us into a battle where there were like no valid targets. Right, right, right. And so I had to reset the game and I was like, oh, my God, we are like halfway through the game. If we lose the save data because of this crap, you're you're, you're about to be playing a game. I'm about to like I'm about to be sitting and playing this to get back to this point, like by myself. <laughs> oh, for sure. The save data is fine. And we we okay, continued good. from there, but that that did happen. So to be fair, look you're forward playing... to that in episode 34. <laughs> what are we on, like 20? 24. <laughs> 20, okay, yeah. So you, that's in like three weeks, I guess. It's like three weeks, yeah. It's weird to be recording like that far out, but at the same time, I really, I really uh, enjoy being able to schedule it out and know that like if I take a week or two off, I have content going up. So yeah, it's nice. Yes, it's, nice. it's, it's definitely it's definitely a um, it's it's sort of one of those. Hey, this feels good. It's kind of it's kind of like when we recorded three podcasts. In a yeah, row. like over over the holiday. And it's like, OK, mm-hmm. we're just going to take some time off now. That was fun. Yeah, man. Well, um, sh- shall we uh, shall we shall we talk about the 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 light dragons and the shadow blades? <laughs> <laughs> The funny thing is, I think that's actually a plot of a different Fire Emblem game. Yeah, probably. It's just like instead of the Shadow Dragon and the Light Blade, it's the light. It's the Light Dragon and the Shadow Blade. Like that. Yeah, yeah, that's probably a thing. Yeah, let's take a word from our sponsors and then get into Fire Embleming. So, the full title: Fire Emblem, Shadow Dragon, and the Blade of Light. Now, I am holding in my hand right now. A copy of Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon for the DS. Yes. So now, like, I don't know actually what's I don't really know what's different. I mean, the the DS version is just a remake. Okay. It's a it's a it's a remake. It's for the DS. It's the same story, the same characters, but it's just, just up, spiced it's up just, a bit. It's upscaled and modernized and it actually like, you know, has mechanics. Yeah, it's it's not boring, probably. 
I think they add the weapon triangle back into it. Okay. I, so I was confused when I started playing this because I wouldn't call myself a Fire Emblem expert, but I've played a few of these games. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same and there is You've played more than I have, though. And there is one thing, barring three houses, that I have known to be ironclad in the in the Fire Emblem universe, and that's that sword beats axe, axe beats lance, lance beats sword. Yeah. Such is the weapon triangle. You would, yeah, I mean, that's sort of the, that's the triangle strategy, or wait. <laughs> I mean, that too. <laughs> so, like, that's something that Fire Emblem has had as its core for a long time. So imagine my surprise in finding out that, uh, Shadow Dragon and the Blade of Light, which is the first ever Fire Emblem game. Yeah, back in the nine, 1990. Mm-hmm. Um, does not have that. And in fact, neither do the second and third games. Oh, really? I did not know that. There are literally three Fire Emblem games before they introduce the Weapon Triangle, which is essentially what the series is known for. Oh, that's why everybody says Genial, Genial or what is it? Genealogy... Uh, genealogy of the holy war genealogy yeah 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 of the holy war that's the one that i think people talk about as being the one that they hope that they bring over and that that's probably why then maybe that's like the well because the thing is like that's the one that kicks it up i think that is one there's a couple of fire emblem games that just ha- are one of them is on like this television <laughs> really yeah like there's and i think it's either that one or, or it's uh thrasha Okay. And um, those ones have never gotten any localization at all. Oh, maybe that's why. So I think like there's a couple of them that like people want to play, but like there's literally never been a version of them that's been available. Sure. Um, So this one is cool. It's cool that they brought the like original Fire Emblem in its original like Famicom format over, but this is a game that was already playable in a better format. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's a remake of this game. If you want to experience this story, you can go, go do that. (laughs) It's, it's like, I'm trying to think like, I don't want to compare it to like FF seven remake. Cause that's actually like different. Yeah. But like, You know, when there's like a, an ups, okay, you know what it is? It would be like if Sega released Yakuza 1. <laughs> sure. Like the original, just like the original PlayStation 2 version of Yakuza 1. It's it'd like, be yeah, like, hey, could, that's kind of, co- it's like, hey, we're, we're localizing it for the, I mean, for the first time, even though it's not true, they've localized but, but, it before. We, we'll, but like, we'll, just, we'll just pretend. We'll just pretend. Yeah. But it's like, hey, we're, 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 we're bringing this over and you can play it in its original format again. Instead of Kiwami. Yeah, it's like, but I have Kiwami. Kiwami is just this game, but better. What is the, why, why is this important? Yeah, I have to admit it's sort of, a, this was an odd, this was, this was, after playing it, it was kind of like an odd, why? Why, why? <laughs> Like, why bother bringing this over? I mean, I'm not too mad about it because it cost oh, I'm not me. Mad. It cost me six bucks. No, no, there's, there's, and I it actually cost me zero bucks because I had, uh, I had gold. 
uh, yeah, I had the, exactly. Like the Nintendo I'm, points. I am. I am not mad about it. It's just. It's just sort of weird when there's like a lot of things that people would like Nintendo to bring over. Like yeah, you know, it's Earthbound. it. It is. No, you don't need Earthbound. You need the ignition factor. Well, I guess we need Mother Three. Is what I'm saying. Yes. No, that's true. Yes. Um, but like, there's, there's, there, it's, it's just, it's just weird, uh, that they pick this game as the one that they're bringing over, and then they're making it a limited time to release. Like, I don't, I don't quite, I don't quite get it. Yeah. Uh, and the game's not bad. Like, I know we've, we've. It sounds like I'm saying the game is bad. The game's fine. It just, it feels like it's a 1990s, uh, strategy RPG on the Nintendo. Yes. Because that's what it is. It's an old and, tactics game that feels like an old tactics game. The, and the strategy and is paper thin. Yeah. Um, everything works like it's sure. it's fine. I would argue for uh, for the Famicom like it's actually the, pretty amazing. If 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 you were playing this in 1990 on the Famicom, you would have been like, wow, yeah, this is pretty sick. Some of the like <laughs> some of the art in the like the animations you consider oh, like yeah. look at that. And like the whole black background thing is kind of reminiscent of Dragon Quest. Mm hmm. Or like mm -hmm. Dragon Warrior? Dragon Warrior, yeah. I mean, it's Dragon Quest. Dragon them, Quest, but... yeah, but whatever. And it's Dragon Quest to all of us now, but, you know, 80s and 90s game localization. <laughs> Let's give this thing different names in every single region. Well, it's because Americans, they need they need their... They need, we need to be warriors. We don't want to go on a quest. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> but, but so, anyway, the, the, it's just... The, so the game was actually was going to even be more art focused and art heavy, but they found out that there wasn't enough memory when they were doing it. They're like, oh, I'm not there's surprised. Gonna like, there's going to be like set pieces for to help the story and stuff. And they're like, oh, shoot, we can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. No, the um, like that, that. I'm not surprised to find that um, mm -hmm. the. The um, the art looks really good. And the reason I brought up Dragon Quest is because, like, it's sort of reminiscent of that when you go into the battle screen. Yes. Um, but, like, on the dra on Dragon Quest, it's all text-based. You see a still image and, like, maybe, like, a like a Pokemon type of effect. Yeah, where, maybe like, there's a, a there's, like, the little flash on the screen or, like, maybe a slash or a, a fire thing or something. But, like, the characters don't actually, like, move. There's no animation there. No, I, like, dude, some of the animations is, is are awesome. Like, they're uh, actually uh, really good looking. Yeah, Marth looks really good. Ogma is my favorite, the because he like jumps in mm. the air. Yep, that one looks really sweet. Yep, the uh, the Pegasus and the Wyvern Knights are actually like really well animated. Yeah, it like they're kind of slow, but like the the flapping of the wings specifically was something that like I really was kind of taken by is like that there's entirely more frames of animation on this than it looks like there needs to be yeah like i would first of all this sprite is gigantic it takes up like a quarter of the screen yeah dude or, or the, the 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 man attack the guy that transforms yeah manikeets yeah like that's a, those there's it was all in all the art is is awesome i i like i very much like the art the character portrait art is goofy Sometimes it was really goofy when I didn't realize I had it on some weird stretched version of the screen and that made it look so much worse. <laughs> oh yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I I, I hit like, that revelation this, too. I was like why does the all these people look so dopey? They, yeah, they look like they they look like weird mutants. 
yeah. And then I then I got the per aspect ratio right, and I was like, oh well, they look terrible, but they look better at least. Like they look like humans. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I had I had fine. a similar experience, and it's also weird for me having like I've been playing Fire Emblem Heroes for like almost what four years now since yeah, it came out. Yeah. Um, like I got that game the week it came out, and it has been on my phone since. <laughs> And the thing is, all of these characters get these like really nice looking glow ups mm-hmm. like in in that game. They like they're all in that game and they look great. And it's fun to see them here. And it's like, oh, they used. To, oh, oh, they <laughs> used to look like that. Well, that's it's been the the most enjoyable thing was to see the names. Be like, hey, I know that name from. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. The uh fire emblem warriors and mm-hmm. yep and so that was cool the it, it's it's just it's hard to play <laughs> it's hard the to... thing is it's it's not it's not no, I, like i mean it's, it's not... hard to play it's hard it's i don't mean it's a hard game or it's hard yeah, yeah, to yeah. play the game like in terms of pressing the buttons i mean it's hard to sit through it like I, it is, I, I muted my TV and put everything on two times speed because this is one of the games where if you put the, the setting of two times speed, it also speeds the music up two times, which is okay. That's actually stupid. something that's actually something I want to address also. God, I hate that. Um, So they put like because it's an old game, because it is because uh, it's, it's, it's a Famicom game. It is very slow to play. It is extremely tedious to play. Yes. I guess that's um, what I mean by hard. I mean tedious. Tedious yeah. is a much more. It feels word. like work. It's a yeah. chore to get through that game. Everything I mean, it was, in it is functional. Yes. No. Everything works fine. It's, it's it's just it's so tedious and it's such a chore. This is the this is the kind of game. Usually, I can play a game and I can play it for eight hours, right? Like no problem. I don't have a big issue sitting and just playing a game all day. This is, Fire Emblem is the kind of game that I can do one map. I can sit down. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna just bust out a bunch of maps, and then. I would do one map and be like, no, I'm done. I am not playing this anymore today. (laughs) Like, I was shocked to find how much time it took me. Like, especially on some of the later ones where you have to, like, especially when it's one where it just comes down to. so rough. Oh, my God. Like, there are some where you just have to, like, run someone across the entire map and, like, the enemies are basically gone. You've solved the problem. But now you just have to spend 10 turns just to like, okay, move four steps, stop, move four steps, stop, move four steps, stop. Oh, my God. You're trying to move your whole army, too. Yeah. Sometimes. And it's it's (sighs) it is so just boring and just it just is just so cumbersome. After the first three maps of the game, I did not play a single map of Fire Emblem without having a stream or something on or a movie or like. I was not just playing Fire Emblem. It was way right. too boring for me. I had to be doing something else also. <laughs> so part like it's a slog to get through. You mentioned inventory management. Most Fire Emblem games allow you to manage your character's inventory before a battle starts. Sure. Yeah. It's like, OK, you're going into battle. Here's what everyone has. And here's what's in storage and all that. Here's kind of what's stuff. in storage. Like, 
give or take whatever you want from whoever you want. Mo- like most modern games even give you the option to like buy basic materials or buy basic yeah, weapons and stuff from the shop before you start and equip them on your people before you go in. Yeah, repair, equip, upgrade, all that stuff. Yeah. This one, they put that stuff on the map. And if you want to buy something from a store or get something from the convoy or whatever, that's a that's a turn. That's a turn. It's a whole that's turn. That's a turn. And early on, it's not that big of a deal. It's obnoxious because it takes time. But in the later levels, it becomes a it becomes like you have to <laughs> you have to time it right because there's there's going to be uh, reinforcements and stuff coming in all the time. Yep, pouring so out of the just, fortresses. Yeah, so you can't just like waste your time going. You have to. So you have you have like twelve people on the map, and every single person has to go to a shop, but only one person can use a shop at a time. So to cycle through everyone, you're talking about like twenty four turns if you need to like buy stuff and also use the other thing to store the items. Like it's it's it, it's an insane amount of time and and moving people around to to actually manage everyone's inventory in a single map. Yeah, and arguably the worst thing is that this means. You cannot, you cannot, um, uh, affect man. You cannot manage anyone's inventory if you do not take them into the battle. Right. Even if you don't want to play with that person. Like you have to take them into a mission, which are not replayable. And there are not side missions to do. It is completely linear. So you you don't have to, you have to take someone into a mission if you want to manage their inventory and why would you want to manage someone's inventory if you don't want to play as them? Maybe because they have a really good weapon that you want to take from them. Yeah. Because maybe you use them in a mission and they kill the person and they got that thing in their inventory. Yeah. And now you (laughs) need to make sure that they give the, they give that to the convoy or to another character or something. Did you use the Coliseum at all? I used it like once and then was like, that seems stupid. Yeah, because apparently that's how you that's how you buff your characters up like crazy. Yeah, because they're it's re it's like redoable. It's reusable. You could, yeah, you could just do it like so because I, I, I did not beat the game. I got to the end of the game and didn't have the story items because I started to just like go through the mess. Like, let's just go. Um, yeah. And the story items are more or less essential if you want to have a chance at even hitting the final boss. Yeah. So it's like, oh, cool. <laughs> Thanks, old Fire Emblem. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't look at a guide. I didn't look at any character recruiting guides. In fact, when I looked later, I was like, yeah, I killed a lot of these people. I was not paying attention to their names. <laughs> like, I just slaughtered potential party members because I, I was, like, at that stage where, like I said, I was not fully paying attention to the game. I was literally right. watching a movie or something. I, one um, thing about, um, One thing about it is the character recruitment thing... One thing about this Fire Emblem that is common to all Fire Emblem games is permadeath. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I don't mind that. And there only there's like 50 some odd characters in this game. Yes. Most of them are not important, but they no. are there in case you've gotten your other ones killed. Well, and some of them are good, but you have to like trigger something else or you have to bring the right character to talk to them. Or Right, right, right. No, um, I mean, like. A lot of them are oh, good and will join to... you, but they're not necessarily mm-hmm. useful. Yes. Um, they're basically actually... just there because you've made horrible mistakes or something. Right. <laughs> it is just, it is literally just like, hey, do you need to bolster your ranks because you got five people killed on the last map? Right. 
like I'm guessing here's, you reset a, here's turns another when that happened or did huh? you let people die oh no i have like with turn rewind and with turn rewind and uh and quick and, saves and quick saves like no we we went deathless <laughs> totally <laughs> legit the, legitimate the, deathless the 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 true fire emblem way is to play with permadeath on but then reset every time something bad happens i was just about to say that <laughs> i'm going to guess the majority of people are like oh of course i played uh three houses on classic i just reset whenever my character died <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> well no three houses even gives you the uh the dragon or what, oh God, that's i forget right. what it's like, called yeah, they, yeah. they give you a rewind function what is that called I, was I, forget, I wanted to call again. it a dragon vein thing, but that's from fates <laughs> dragon vein. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's yeah. What was, what the heck was it? Is it called? Shoot. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. It's, it's, rewind it's King Crimson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can like, they literally give you rewind time because they know that's how everyone plays. <laughs> they know everyone's like, no permadeath is an important and ir- irreplaceable part of fire emblem that no one ever actually experiences because they all just reset the game when their character dies. Yes, it's <laughs> which is funny because there are actually like it's in some games, it's actually self-defeating because there are characters that literally only join your party if you if someone dies. Oh, wow. In uh, like, I don't remember which games I feel like uh, Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn for the GameCube okay. and Wii. The GameCube. Yeah. Um. I feel like those games have characters that are like actually really good characters, but they are only triggered into your party. If you have had, if you had deaths up to that point. See, that's cool. So like like for a while, they try to incentivize for a while. They try to incentivize like, no, just go with it. Like we put permadeath in the game because we expect you to lose characters. It's okay. It's okay. Like it's really okay. In and fact, everyone is like, no. In fact, here is a here is a benefit. Here is literally a uh a a a a reward for letting for letting a character die and moving on with your game. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'll just never see that character because I I will not have blood on my hands. <laughs> not not on my hands. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I reset and no, no questions. I mean, I, I, uh, so when I played through this, I just kind of used the, the save state thingy mm-hmm. a bit, uh, unless something went most of the time. I just sort of played it and let things happen. But if something really bad happened, I'm like, mm, don't like that. <laughs> yeah. The, um, I, I, by about midway through the game, I'd established my core team. Yeah. Um, and like they were my and that actually made the game a lot easier. I have a bad habit in Fire Emblem games where I choose who goes into the fight by who is at the lowest level. Sure. So that way you kind of level everyone up evenly. Level everyone up evenly. And um, and the thing is, like, it, it's also there's it's also usually a thing in Fire Emblem where like this is actually one of the games that taught me to do this more than anything, because there's a lot of it's kind of a trope that you get. Um, There's different growth stats. Correct. Yeah. Some of the some of your some of your team uh, levels up and when they level up, they get a bunch of stats and sometimes yeah. people. Yeah. Just get Fire trash. Emblem Fire Emblem leveling is like you level up and then there's a random assortment of stats that go up for that character. Mm-hmm. And there's usually the character that starts off really strong because they're already a promoted class. And it's usually like a veteran knight or something like that. 
Yeah, he's someone who's like too. your your sort of mentor character. And yeah, he seems like a badass, but then he ends up he's actually trash after just like a few hours. Right. And not But like literally... they're they're instrumental to getting you through the first couple of missions, which is mm-hmm. kind of cool thematically, right? Sure, yeah. I mean that's it's like idea. he he's your he's your protector, but then you eventually surpass him. Mm-hmm. In this case, it's Jagan. Yep. Because he starts as a paladin. He's a promoted class, but then when you level him up, he gets like no stronger at all. Mm-mm. Like he'll gain like maybe a maybe a max HP or something. But oh, like man. for the most part, he's basically not going to get any better than he starts. So it's like it's like high floor, low ceiling mm-hmm. where and then you start getting your level one characters, which are freaking worthless to start. But they are low floor, high ceiling. So if you put yeah. in the time and you train them up, it's like, oh, they're actually really talented and they have potential. And if you if you stick with it and train them up, like they will be the strongest thing on the field by a lot. Right. So Fire Emblem usually has a couple of characters like that where like their growth stats are boost are boosted, but they start really, really weak. So you take the time to look after them and you get them some experience and you start leveling them up. And then all of a sudden they become a world beater. (laughs) And so this is a game where Fire Emblem is usually a game where I look for the low level characters and I just level up whoever's at the lowest level because, hey, they'll probably be really good later. Yeah. But in this case, I did that for about seven missions and I was like, okay, who's good? Right. And then you just stuck with those people. Okay, we're leveling them up and we're not taking anyone else. There are too many characters. Yeah, way too many characters. Like, I think it's like mission five or six. You get like six new characters. Yep. They just dump them on you. They're like, here you go. It's like, here's a bunch of Cavaliers. Here's a bunch of people on horses. (laughs) They're just they just showed up. It's like they're yours now. I don't I've barely been introduced to these people. Like, Who are these people? (laughs) <laughs> and like i you know eventually i realized you're not supposed to be record you're not supposed to be like intimately introduced to all these people they are units yeah that's it especially in this game <laughs> good yeah, god they are they are people in your army mm-hmm. you got a couple of main characters and then you have fodder yeah basically if they die sad if they don't die that's okay too. Yeah. But eventually <laughs> it, it was like, matter. eventually I hit the point where I was like, okay, I'm going to keep getting characters forever. And eventually I'm going, if I, you can't grind in this game. No, unless you do the Coliseum, unless thing. you do the Coliseum, but like it, you, then you have to be on a map with the Coliseum. Correct. And those stop after about mid game. <laughs> yes. So, Like, basically, if you don't focus on just picking your team and making sure that your core team is really good and really strong, you're going to hit a point where you're just not strong enough to deal. You're going to have a bad time for sure. And And by bad time, I mean, you have to start over because it's an NES game. Yeah, basically. Like, I think I think it's probably possible to actually softlock yourself. A hundred percent. I mean, by like not leveling properly or not getting the special items. Like there's well, yeah, apparently <laughs> I, I was... did. And I didn't use a guide for it. I just like the dialogue made it kind of clear. Yeah, I could see because the, the mission before you're supposed to talk to the person, then you get the orb and then or like the light thing or whatever it is. And then that's how you get the Falcian, Falcian, whatever yeah, it's called. Falcian. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's the the stars, the light sphere, and the star sphere. Yeah, I that think. sounds right. And that gives you that gives you the starlight spell, which you need to beat Garnef, who gives you the falchion, which is the weapon you need for the drag. It's a whole big like. It it makes so the the problem was is that I was just done with the game and I was rushing through it as fast as possible. Right. So you were you weren't probably reading any of it or I was just kind of like whatever. I'm just going through the motions. I actually so I got to the uh when did I get when was I just kind of tired of the game? I think it was the when there was all of the cannons, the one stage with all of the cannons. It's actually oh, really yeah. easy. They're not cannons. They're they're uh they they're like, like um the, the bow gun things. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, ballistas, that, basically. Yeah, the ballistas. And so that was the stage. That stage is actually super simple. But there's just a part of me. I don't know what happened. I was just kind of like, I, I don't, I'm not having fun at all anymore. Like, yeah. I'm sort of just doing this because we're playing, we're, we're playing it for the podcast. So I'm just going to rush through the next like six stages as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. And then at some point I was kind of like, I, I, I'm, I don't think I can do this anymore. <laughs> I don't, I don't even blame you. Like, mm-hmm. I, it's funny because when we started, it was almost the opposite where I was like, oh, yeah, hell yeah, we're totally going through this no matter what. And you're like, I don't know. I'm not going to play this if it's boring. And then the then it flipped and I became the one that stopped playing it and you pushed through and finished it. <laughs> I mean, I um, it, it was sort of obligatory. I would probably have stopped if we weren't recording. Sure. Um, but I did look like, up the ending. The music is nice. The, the end music is. Oh, that medley. Yeah, that's that cool. uses all the other themes. Like, yeah, that was actually really good. Um, I yeah, it's just like it's it's an old game that feels old. Yeah, there, there's there there really isn't. It this is this is not a it's not a bad thing. I don't think there's nothing there's nothing bad about the game. Right, there's nothing. It's there's, not there's nothing wrong with it. It's not broken. No, and it's and if you are a, a patient soul then you will probably enjoy playing this because it's sort of the the beginning of it all, right? Like there's something kind of fun about seeing Origins. I am just, I am really patient with some things, but there is something, this game was just too cumbersome to play. Like Fire, you, you Emblem, know, games, Fire Emblem games all require patience, but like this game doesn't really reward that patience. Like there's never a feeling of like, oh, I've executed a strategy really well. It's just mashing action figures together. Well, especially once you start abusing things like rewind time and stuff like, yeah, then then it becomes sort of like just the, well, am I going to get lucky this turn? Right. Like or whatever it is, not even just I, luck, I literally cheesed it out to the point where, like, I would take a critical hit and, and lose just, a, and lose a character on my turn. And I would literally reload a save that I like had quick made load. right, right. I'd quick load the save that I made literally right before that happened and move a character like one square in a different direction to to like change the the rng, the RNG number <laughs> so that the critical hit wouldn't happen because i was like i don't i just don't care i just want to be done with this and see that that when i got to that i was doing that too where i was actually just like you can so i didn't even bother moving the other character i just kept reloading until i wouldn't until i didn't get critically struck and it would work sometimes sometimes it wouldn't um or if i wanted to like make sure both of my attacks hit or something like that because yeah. you know, sometimes one would mm-hmm. miss or whatever yeah absolutely um, it was when i got to that point that i was sort of really on the edge of i think i'm just gonna quit because 
what's what's almost what's the point at this at at that at that juncture because then you're are you really even experiencing you're, the game anymore you're, you're sort going of just, through the motions right yeah but really the whole game felt like going through the motions it because did. the the strategy is so paper thin it mm-hmm. like without any sort of like advantage disadvantage system without any sort of did you without with warp huh did you figure out the warping stuff the staff yeah, isn't that that was that was cool? Yeah, it does. It makes the game a lot more fun. <laughs> like that was neat. I didn't, I didn't even realize. Like, so that I was, I was, I was seriously checked out when I was playing this because I was like, oh, this is really that's. I didn't even pay attention to. It. And then when I when I decided I was done, I went and looked up how to beat the final boss. And I was like, how the, f- this, this effing guy just teleported to the, the next to the boss and killed it. What the hell's happened? Holy crap. I missed out an entire aspect of the game. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, I, I kind of wish that I'd done that. I used the last of my warp staffs on the second to last mission. Ah, okay. Because I, there's 25 missions, not 24. Okay. We thought there were 24. There's 25. Yeah. So I used the rest of my warp staff stuff. Kind of like, on unimportant crap mm-hmm. on stage 24 and then realized that I could have probably beaten the game in one turn if I had just teleported Mar- if I had just saved a warp yep. and warped Marth to the final boss the final boss and, and just, just killed him I beat him in one turn because exactly. he got a, he got a crit and then a regular and that's all it takes if he has the falchion so mm-hmm. you can literally just skip the entire last fight so that's I, I you know I say that I, I I don't even actually know if I missed the secret stuff because I quit I'm, I th- I think I quit on tw- stage twenty two or something like that. Oh, you didn't I, then? I didn't get to the I just okay so I didn't even get to that point because I was just like I'm so I'm just so tired I just don't want to play anymore which is weird because usually I would just persevere and push through but I just couldn't do it so then I guess I didn't miss the secret stuff because I just I just looked up the end I just like looked up at that point because I was like yeah. no, I'm I'm just gonna see what it looks like um yeah but no, I didn't you, even you know you could have warp. finished it but like it's <laughs> it's so it's so sad though that I didn't even understand warping because I just didn't pay attention to it's <laughs> usually i tell you to read the manual but maybe i should have paid attention like a little bit more while playing this game you know what i will give the game credit it actually gives you most of the information you need very clearly in the game it does because i i remembered now even when you get the warp the first time you can use it with the one per like the person that has it on them in the beginning of the game like they say something about it yeah uh, and I just overlooked it completely because I was just kind of, you know, going through the motions and I wasn't really taking in what they said. But when that person teleported to the boss, it all dawned on me. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, because there's no limits. Right, like it is literally like use map. it and then choose a square, which is go freaking awesome. It's actually I, so cool. I actually used it to. So, OK, so there's a mission where you write and you would have done this one. It's the desert. It's a desert mission. Mm hmm. There is a spot oh, yes. in the bottom right corner where Garnef is sitting yes. there and he's invulnerable. Yeah, he's he's yeah. Yes. He uses that magic and none of your attacks are effective. And it's actually it's actually him that you have to beat with the starlight spell. Ah, like that's like the okay. you have to get the star sphere and the light sphere and you give them to the guy. And he's like, OK, I'm going to put these together and it's going to be starlight. And you use this to beat Garnef. This is what'll mm-hmm. this is what'll break through his uh his magic shield. His magic thing. 
So that's that's what you need for that. Um, I used uh, so in that battle, that's way before that happens. So he yes, is supposed is. Like, to be invincible. Like Sixteen or something. He is supposed to be completely invincible, but he is guarding a treasure spot. Yeah, he's got some loot there. Mm-hmm. I warped Marth into that location behind him, mm-hmm. and then one of the one of the treasures in there is a talisman, which is the only thing in the game that gives you magic resistance. Yeah, that's right. And okay. so I warped him in there. Grabbed the talisman, <laughs> gave Marth magic resistance, which allowed him to just tank all of those hits from Garnif. Oh, and nice. I just had him like sort of chase me around that little area while I opened the treasure chests. And then just <laughs> he got and then I just moved him away from the door and walked out. <laughs> so Warp does give you some goofy stuff. But let's also talk about how magic is what the hell? is wrong with this game. So you have these magicians, but the way magic works in this game is that magic does a fixed amount of damage. Yeah, it's dependent upon the name of the tome. Yes. It literally, it it's just like, here is the here is the magic spell you use. It does seven damage to everybody across the board all the time, no matter what. Doesn't yeah, matter. Because magic resists. Doesn't matter the level of the user doesn't matter the level of who you're hitting doesn't matter like the only thing you can do to increase the damage is to be faster so you can attack twice yep it literally does fixed damage because magic resistance is a stat in this game that can like increase or decrease the amount of damage you take from magic except that literally nobody has it yeah Magic resistance is zero on all but like one character mm-hmm. uh, until unless you use a talisman to to boost it. And then the talisman is so busted, it gives them like plus seven magic resist, which yeah. basically makes you invincible to magic. Oh, right. Because it does like seven damage. <laughs> yeah. Like unless it's like super, super strong damage, in which case maybe you can do like three or four. Right. It basically just makes you immune to damage for the rest of the game. There's like no balance there at all. No, that's so f- this game very much feels that way. Cause so I was looking through uh, like a game FAQs post later and it was like, yeah, I got my, I got some characters to level 20 at the first Coliseum. I was like, what the, f- what's the point? Like yeah. the, I didn't understand. I mean, I understood why you would power level. I like power leveling as well, but it's, it's, uh, it's just tedious to me mm-hmm. in in mm-hmm. this game. It's I think tedious tedious really sums up my feelings about this Fire Emblem game, and not because it's it's not tedious because it's bad. Again, it's just tedious because it's old. Yeah, no, like it's I I did enjoy seeing sort of the foundations of Fire Emblem and me like, too. And getting the to go through and be smile. like, oh, this is in here. Oh, mm-hmm. but this isn't. Like we have permadeath. We have all these characters that I know. This is where they introduce things like uh, the Falchion, which is like a legendary blade that's used by like half of the cast of Fire Emblem. Yeah. Like Krom uses it in Awakening. Yeah. Because he's supposed to be like distant, distant uh, descendant. Oh, that's right. Um, And it, I think a couple of other people use Falchion at some point as well. Um, I played through like half of 
Awakening, I think. Awakening's good. Awakening is probably my favorite, okay. but I haven't played like a ton of them, so that's limited. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's... So, like, you get to see the origin of a lot of stuff. There was a lot of characters. I was like, oh, I didn't know you were in the first game. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's think- just, like... But there's just so much... I don't know. There's just like, I don't know why you would still play this now. Yes, it's it's the concept has been built upon and improved upon and made better several times over. Well, compared to this, it's been perfected. Not that it's been perfected in the sense that it can't improve going forward. But as far as this first game is 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 considered, the the, the current version of what a strategy RPG is, is so much more fun to play. Right. There's a lot of stuff that was there was a lot of stuff that was implemented in this game that it feels like they had the beginnings of an idea, but no sense of how to balance it or how to Ooh, actually, they, and they, like, and they really, it. they, and they really didn't. Yeah. So like there, there's stuff that just like, you can see the beginnings of like, Hey, this is here, but it doesn't really work the way it should. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just want to be able to, select my next unit by pressing a button so bad oh man yeah <laughs> god why is there not an option to automatically end my turn after i've moved all my units yeah you can't you literally can't do anything else so at least give me the option would you like to end your turn just have it pop up like, yeah these are just things that have make sense now and they seem like a duh but but this was the first one of the very right, first right, games right. to really be doing this and um it was these people's first foray, foray into it so i mean it's yeah, I don't know. I, so I, I do want to talk about something else. Oh, OK. And you you made reference to it as well um, earlier. Uh, you mentioned the whole thing where like it gives you the game or at least Nintendo knows that this game is slow. Yes. And that's why they give you the option to play it at double speed. Yeah, which is which I was really excited about. I was like, oh, cool. I like that. All the but animations then, will be faster. But then they literally just make the game move at double speed. Yeah, but they, like including the, sound, the music the sound, and the sound effects, and it sounds like mute. it sounds awful. It's it's not even that it sounds. It's just it's just like a cacophony of of nothing of beeps and boops. It's awful. It's it's so terrible. Like how lazy, how lazy Nintendo. <laughs> so literally. This is a microcosm of, oh, my God, the emulation of this game is awful. (laughs) It is so awful. Like NES emulation was perfected 25 years ago. (laughs) Why is this hard? It's it's just why is this hard for you? I I was I had weird audio popping. Did you have audio popping? Oh, I don't know. My my TV was muted most of the time. Oh. I literally so unmuted I had my a... TV just to at the end of maps to hear the tune because I kind of like the music of the victory music or if you like did something right because it's the kind of the classic Fire Emblem sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I unmuted it for that and so the dialogue wouldn't go because sometimes if you press the button when it's on double speed it would get screwed up and like go too quick when I didn't want it to. Yeah. So I would I would that's the only time that I ever heard sound. So for the majority of the game it was muted. So no, I didn't pay attention to the audio popping, but that doesn't mean it wasn't there. All right. So I will be choosing <laughs> the I will be choosing the music for this week. Yeah, go right ahead. <laughs> um honestly, I was kind of lukewarm on the music. Like it was cool to see her, to hear some of the classic themes, but like even the best those are the end put music together that I heard. particularly well. 
yeah exa- yeah right the the best music was the music in at the at the end the credits that yes. i didn't actually hear myself well i mean i heard it myself but i didn't it, it did the sonic 2 it. thing where it's a medley of all the other games themes but mm-hmm. it comes together really well i liked it mm-hmm. um however well, you're oh yeah go ahead. um the this the emulation is first of all it's just lazy like you said because mm-hmm. they are literally just running the entire game sound effects and all at double speed if you want to speed it up i don't feel like it would have been difficult to just keep the music playing at normal speed i don't like think just so. play just play it over the top or something well, even the, if you the, even if it speeds up the sound effects sure i don't care like just extract the music and have that playing <laughs> on a different track like i the, like the i'm no programmer but i know it can be done <laughs> It's actually unlistenable when you put it on double speed. Like if you don't mute your TV, you're going to you're going to be crying like it's so awful how it sounds. Yeah. And when I was playing, I noticed an audio like I can only describe it as an audio bug. There's like a crackling and popping that crops up in the music when you play for like more than about 15 or 20 minutes at a time. Mm -hmm. And I found a it wasn't a big deal because it's very distracting but if you hit the home button and then just to just go back out to the menu and mm-hmm. then go back into the game it stops every time mm. so i know it's the game right there's something because it's with. not in the menu and you can get mm. it to stop by going back out to the menu so it is some sort of weird audio bug where the audio starts to crackle and distort after like a certain amount of play and i don't know what's causing that but oh that's so annoying it's just like what like i know that the reason for the reason why um (laughs) the reason why that audio bug exists is the same reason why the music speeds up and all the sound speeds up when you play at double speed it's because they slapped an emulator in a rom on the switch and that's how the game runs Yep. So why is the emulator so garbage? <laughs> like, just, there are a hundred unlicensed, unofficial <laughs> NES emulators out there that just people just made in their in their free time that are a million times better than this. You're trying to run one game here and it's garbage. Why? I don't know. Like the the tech that you need to make it just run average exists. <laughs> you are the company that oh, you own the original files. Why? Well, why didn't they just why didn't they make didn't you think it was weird that the save state wasn't like wasn't like three different little save states or something like you You have one you, could, you have one save slot. Yeah, you have one quick save slot. That's it. But it's not even really a quick save. You still have to go to the menu and select save. Like you have to manually yeah. load that save state. But you can't save in more than one spot. I was like, this is so weird. I, the I thought it was going to be a little bit more robust from the the original ad in terms of the features that they were adding to make it you know a little more enjoyable yep. in terms of those types of features. Yep. And then I, I was wasn't. I was pretty shocked. Maybe shocked is a little too extreme. But I was kind of like, huh, this is. Ugh. I'm not I'm not happy about this. I thought it was going to I thought there's yep. going to be like different save states or like different speed and literally yeah, quality of life improvements is what sold me on like let's give this a try. 
Yeah, yeah, me too, because I wouldn't have done it if it was just, here's the NES game. Like, I would have been like, nah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. It felt like it was moving into, like, remake update territory. Yes. And yeah. it's really just like, you can, uh, you can frame, you can frame skip. You, you can play it, you can play in fast forward, and you can save state. And you have one save state slot. Yes, it's not it's, nine like the emulator that I used in 1997 had. Right. That's what I was going to say is that it's 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 the 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 quality of life features that they added are are like the worst or like the most bare bones of uh, features added to just any emulator. So, yeah, independent of independent of the game's quality itself, I'm so disappointed, if not just angry at the just non-existent level of effort put into this this port like like i so some people were talking i remember people talking about they didn't like the mario some of the mario games in on the on the 3d collection and i didn't really have a problem with those like i didn't notice them maybe it's just because of i don't play them a ton but the this this port i was i was really disappointed and i was just it's just bleh you know what's freaking wild? Hmm. If they had put this out for free on on Switch on on the Switch Online service, yeah, we would have had four save slots uh, and rewind time and rewind time. I know. I, that's why. I, that's that's what I'm talking about. I, it would I, literally have been more fully featured if they just put it on their existing NES emulator. I I yeah, that's what I thought. And the sound that's... wouldn't. And the sound probably wouldn't have been bugged. <laughs> probably not. It's it's such an odd. It's it's a very, it's just odd. I don't know what else to call it. It's it's very, it's it's just one of those. I don't. I hate to say classic Nintendo moves, but it really does just feel like a classic mm-hmm. Nintendo blunder. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, yeah, well, it's Nintendo. Yep. I think that yeah, about think, wraps it up. I think that's. I, 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 yep. Yep. That's 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 that's. Uh, I I wanted to talk about the weird emulation because I think that's the thing that's the most shocking to me. Like I can I can I can make my peace with old game is old. Oh, I, you know, yeah, like that's I said, fine. I'm but not like, mad at Fire Emblem for being old. That's stupid. It's yeah. it's not a game that I want to play in 2021 with zero nostalgia for. Right. But it's not I don't I would not say it's a bad game. I would say in terms of the fun factor for me, this game is lower tier than a lot of games that we play yeah. on this podcast just because it wasn't really that fun to play. It was more of just I was doing it because I felt like I had to. Mm-hmm. And then even then I just stopped because I was like, I don't even want to finish this. I um, you got through enough of it to like get a good sense of it. Like the last few missions absolutely. are not the last few missions are not significantly different from the first the from the ones that you played. Correct. For me yeah. to feel it's like you really missed out on something. So it's 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 just an old game that's old. That's that's whatever. But yeah, the emulation that's... is pretty bad and I don't know. I don't think you're going to be missing out if you don't buy it before the before March because you you can you could you could just get it on an emulator. <laughs> I mean, at this point, you get it on a on a better running emulator than the official Nintendo one. So, um, what 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 game or games or what what's what's on the docket for for? Next I literally week? don't know. I have to pull up the I have to pull up the Google Doc. Let's see. We had talked about. Mario Galaxy potentially. I I haven't finished that, but that is on the table. And the Yakuza, Yakuza Zero arcade games. There's four of those that you could play each one for like you know twenty minutes or something. Oh yeah, yeah. 
That would be that would be Outrun, Super Hang On, Space Harrier, and Fantasy Zone. Correct. Correct mundo. I'd be down for that because I did just finish Yakuza Zero, and although another week will have gone by, I'll probably be excited to talk about more of it. <laughs> I need to see if those are in. Like, I gotta figure out like where I would want to play those. Actually. Oh, true. Like a nice. Would it be like Mame or something? Well, I mean, I could literally just pop in Yakuza and, and play it there. But like, <laughs> oh, duh. Oh, dude, that'd be sick. But at the <laughs> same time, like, there's kind of like more. I don't know. There's like the whole there's a whole interface with playing it in Yakuza where like there's like more menus and stuff Actually, to go through. The problem with playing in Yakuza is that you don't have Fantasy Zone unlocked. I don't think you played it exactly you'd have to go you'd have to do like that silly cycle so like do i have to go do extra stuff to get fantasy zone yeah you you have to do space harrier you have to get like three million points or something so i mean if i'm gonna go play space harrier anyway i could just play it until i do that but then there's a whole sub story involved and i vote for just playing the games it's just a fun idea in yakuza i think that there is a i think that there is uh, what I'm saying is I think there's one of the Yakuza games that has all of those unlocked already. Oh, okay. So if I can just figure out which one that it may, be, it might even be judgment. Oh, you know what? It might be judgment. So I could just probably pop into one of those in premium adventure mode and just go. So it sounds like though, it sounds like Yakuza zero arcade for next week. Yeah, sure. I'm excited about that. It'll be, I'm, it'll I'm be our first, uh, I think. I think that'll be our first um, arcade like. Well, yes, actually, our first our, our first go round with arcade games, but also our first time. Oh, wait, no. Cusa Grande. I was going to say our first time covering like multiple games in one podcast. But oh, no, yeah, we, we did, literally we just, just did that a few weeks ago. We just did it for Cuso. Yeah. For for the, the Grand Cuso finals. These <laughs> will be better than that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean these games are interesting. I I I'm ex- I had a lot of fun playing them in Yakuza because I I do remember playing specifically Outrun. Um, as yeah, a I kid think Outrun is kind of the big one. That was my that was my I I did like Super Hang On a lot as a kid, but Outrun was at a a restaurant that we went would go to pretty regularly, and I would get like a quarter or whatever to go play around yep. of it. That's as you do. Yeah, as you do. So um, until next week then. Yeah. All right.
Thank you. 